was. But there's some part towards the end of the song where Phil has a, the a, just a clean singing part. Yeah. Uh, and maybe it is that song. Yeah. That, yeah, and yeah. he's just like there on stage, like operatically going for oh! it. And he's, it's all it has to be. And it's, it's, it's so interesting to throw that in there, but he does it so well. Oh. And shit like that is, yeah. Uh, but, but stuff like that, seeing him do that live and seeing them play the songs live with all these weird little things, they don't necessarily feel like uh, songs that crowds are going to be going crazy for. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like these aren't always like, sick metal things to mosh to oh. but and so seeing those live it's interesting to to see the how they pull those off and how they mm. feel that's interesting in a live setting uh, i love it though i understand what you're saying yeah this is this is definitely a like listening experience this yeah. isn't like a like let's get let's get to the fucking mosh riff like, yeah it's definitely not that um yeah. looking at you hell yeah um <laughs> It's good to the part that everyone sings because everyone knows because this is melody is the melody that's in everything. Because um, we called our band Hell Yeah and we called the song Hell Yeah and we called the album Hell Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're coming for you, Vinny. <laughs> um, Rip, buddy, but get ready. Yeah. Episode 24, recorded April 2nd. 2022. There are potentially so many things to talk about. <laughs> is how I feel. <laughs> um, just in general, or uh, yeah, in, just in general, we're just see, <laughs> just in uh, yeah. I guess we're gonna see, man. <laughs> um, yeah. So here we are. Um, I welcome back. Welcome back. I welcome back to the Richard Wooten podcast. WZXMB. Um, Last time on. Uh, yeah, man. So I I'm a drummer, so I feel like I have to talk about Taylor Hawkins. Yeah, I was gonna ask him. <laughs> okay, because so. I actually didn't uh I didn't mention this to you at all through the not not for any like podcast related reasons. I think I just kind of forgot to bring it up when that happened. Yeah, it only happened like. Few days ago, was it a few days ago? It was like four or five. Seems days like ago. fucking two weeks ago. No, man. Lord Almighty. No, I, I, I think Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Right that was on afterwards. Sunday. Okay. No, I mean no, Taylor Hawkins. Like it was very recent. Like so today is Saturday, April second. Yeah. Um, let's see. It was, like it was like a week and a half ago, maybe. I don't think so, man. It was before Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. <laughs> these are the these are the notches <laughs> on my timeline. <laughs> um. It was it was it was a week and a day. So it was Saturday. Uh oh, so you said a week and a day. So Friday. It was a week and a day. Okay, yeah, gotcha. yeah. So a week and a day. Fuck. Okay, yeah. That, that Taylor Hawkins uh died and Yeah. Fifty years old. Fifty years old. Shit. Um on tour. Right. Playing at like the In like Bolivia, I think. Colombia. Colombia. Okay. I think, yeah. You know, at like the top of his game. Yeah. Amazing. And you know, I don't know, man. It's just it just sucks. Yeah, it just sucks. I I feel so bad. Like Dave Grohl puts so much joy out into the world. He just doesn't deserve to hurt this much. Totally. Um, he doesn't deserve to have to go through quote unquote this again. 
Um, you know, it's right. different. I'm not. It's different. But like, just to just to lose a musical brother again. Yeah, exactly. You know, and he almost. I mean, Taylor had OD'd in the early 2000s. Also, like he was like another one of those like dead in the ambulance kind of situations. I believe you know. So, is that what this was? I haven't actually looked into it any further. Um, I mean, they found a lot of stuff in his system. I think like so, but nothing, nothing super conclusive. You know. Gotcha. Um, he's had. It it could be a number of things. You know, like he's had a he's had real bad addiction problems in the past. And around 50 is whenever, you know, you figure out you have heart problems, if you have heart problems. And, like, he might have just pushed too hard and had, like, an underlying condition and all yeah. that just kind of came up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Out on tour all the time. Maybe you don't get that shit checked out. Right. Out, that sort of thing. Maybe yeah. pandemic's real stressful, relapsed a little. I've, I've lots of, that happened sure. to lots of people. Sure. That happened to lots of rockers. Rockers. Lots of, like, touring musicians. Um, un- un- unfortunately, I knew exactly what you meant, but yes. You know, um, who had really struggled with finding coping me- mechanisms to deal with their addictions and, and whatnot and, and coping strategies. And right. and they had fa- they had been able to, to get in a rhythm and do it, and then the pandemic took that away, and they weren't able to get those needs met. And, you know, shit's rough. And so... I can imagine. I'm not speculating that that's what happened with him, but, you know, but I mean, it's just... just yeah. There's just no. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's the worst thing you can imagine. It doesn't matter if he like shot himself full of heroin. It's still a tragedy. Yep. You know. Um, yeah. They just so they they just put out a new album or they're about to. They just did. Like they put out they like just, just like fucking like like fake ass fun ass they just put metal out a movie. record and the and a movie. Or it's coming out soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was just a. Uh, well, Dave Grohl did that hot ones the other day. That was, but that was just him. But I think he and Taylor did an interview on like Howard Stern mm. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and they just got talk. They just got done talking about like how how much of like creative like brothers they are, like how in love with each other they were creatively. Yeah, throughout like yeah, I man. can't even fucking imagine. Yeah, like those like. What, peas in a pod is what you say, um, or whatever. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm gonna try to fix something real quick. Oh. No, nothing's wrong. Uh oh. Okay, yeah, we're good. There. I like. I like it to be on. I like to see it moving. Okay. You like to see the progress happening. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, it just it just fucking sucks. Like he's. I mean, and it's. I'm a little detached. Um, because, you know, I wasn't, I was, I was a metal drummer and I was, I, I wasn't, I never really identified with being a rock drummer. Mm-hmm. Right. So whenever Taylor Hawkins and all those guys were like really hot shit, like in the early two thousands and whatnot, and there were, and he was like the gold standard yeah, for a lot of things. I, I didn't really get it. Um, and and so I don't have as much of an emotional connection. Don't get me wrong. I fucking love the Foo Fighters. <laughs> um, but I do remember like seeing an Alanis Morissette DVD and being like, God damn, this drummer fucking rips. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, 
And then I remember seeing, seeing, I actually, you know, like this girl I was dating wanted to go see the Foo Fighters in like 2008 or something. I went and saw them and it was like one of the best concerts I'd ever seen ever, ever. Nice. And I was like, totally, I wasn't expecting that, you know? You're and, expecting to go, to go see popular rock band Foo Fighters. Yes. Play some songs that you know from the radio. Yes. I wasn't expected to be just like held in the palm of Dave Grohl's hand as he made as he made <laughs> me feel whatever he wanted me to feel. <laughs> and for me to just be utterly enraptured for two and a half hours hearing mostly songs that I didn't know. Damn. And is it's so incredible. It's so incredible. And and Taylor Hawkins is the backbone of that. Like right. it doesn't exist. Like he was the only Foo Fighters drummer? Apart from Dave playing like on the first album, I think. No, there was a there was another drummer who okay. who toured um for the first album cycle that used oh, to that makes sense. He used to be in the band with uh the bassist, um, but Sunny Day Real Estate. He used to oh, be in that okay. band with the bassist and they both joined the Foo Fighters, whenever Dave was just touring for the first record, and then oh, whenever shit. they were tracking for the second record, you know, it was it was a real bummer, man. Like the, it, they talk about it in the in the Foo Fighters documentary, like there and back. Um, I think that's what's called. Anyway, it's a great documentary. Mm-hmm. Came out a while ago, but um, but yeah, it was a real bummer because you know, man, how do you play drums in a band when the singer? And guitarist is the greatest rock drummer alive. <laughs> right. um, just got done coming out. Just got done. You know, he's coming off making some of the best like rock drumming tracks. <laughs> yeah, there have ever been. Yeah, yeah. Right, and so his drum tracks on the album weren't up to Dave's standard. So Dave started redoing them. Oh, okay, I see. And it was real awkward. I see. And so that's that was on the color and the shape. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then he ended up leaving because it was just too much of like an emotional blow and too much of a like like look, no, I'm like you know, I can't I can't keep doing this. I can't you yeah, know. Yeah, that's what I mean? um that and sucks. Yeah, yeah, and it I mean and it it's just a shitty situation, man. Like I I get that. I totally get that from. You know what I mean? And then he like I think he like he knew Taylor and he was like, "Hey Taylor, do you know of any drummers?" Um, cause Taylor was playing with Atlantis at the time and Taylor was like, man, fuck it. I'll be your drummer. <laughs> Dave was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I ain't got Atlantis money. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, cause this was when Atlantis was like, you know, this was like 95, 96. <clears throat> I think that maybe 98 or color in the shape was 97. So it had to been after that. Yeah. Right. Um, first album was 95. Right. Right. Um, you know, and Taylor was like, oh, fuck it, man. I always wanted to be in a band. You know, I'm a band guy. I'm really a band guy, you know. And so, but yeah, man, now there was all sorts of, that, 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 that documentary is great. There was all sorts of tension. Like he was real fucking butthurt whenever Dave Witten was doing, playing drums with Queens at Stone Age and, right. you know what I mean? And like, but then like Dave like really wanted his buddy to like be happy, happy for him also. But Ted was like, fuck you. You know, I mean, it's just, you know. Huh. <laughs> I'll have to watch that. It, it's incredible, man, and I, I got his, uh, I got Dave Grohl's memoir for Christmas. I haven't read it yet. Uh, the, the storyteller is what it's called. Yeah, 
Yeah, man. I don't know. I just I, I don't I don't know what they're gonna do. Obviously, I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do. They just cancel all their tour dates. Of, of, course of course, they fucking did. They did. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Will there? Yeah. Will they? Will they be a band anymore? I wouldn't be surprised if they're not. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I saw someone say it. Well, say it in a, in a way that I agree with, which is. You know, it's hard to imagine them not existing as a band, but it's also hard to imagine Dave Grohl not playing those songs again. You know, in mm. in some way, shape, some color, shape, or form. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, heart heartbreaking. So. Fucking sucks. So speaking of heartbreaking, we're gonna talk about some Pantera side projects today. <laughs> Mostly heartbreaking. <laughs> How's that for segues? We're also going to talk about more, more uh, incredible, influential, you know, divine gift from the gods, musicians dying prematurely. Also, <laughs> yep. is also what we're going to be talking about today. God yeah, damn it, that'll be included too. Um, but yeah, so this is going to be the the Pantera wrap up episode. Um, there's a bonus one coming where we're just going to talk about the home videos, but as far as recording, they're like recorded output. This is it. Um, right. Man, I still, I'm really excited to do the video one because I, I can't imagine how we're going to get a full conversation out of that, but I, I know that we are. Yeah. 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 That, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Oh yeah, man. It's, um, yeah. It, so that's going to be a thing. <laughs> That's it. It is going to devolve into madness of of us just screaming quotes at just each other, screaming stupid inside jokes from this video that we had zero part in creating. Just yep. just know it so well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm gonna grab a coke. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. I figured you'd leave this handy. I don't know. Maybe I'll edit it. Maybe I won't. <laughs> But, but yeah. So up to this point, so the last one, we t- we we uh, we had Harrison here, which is really cool, because he had a he has some different perspectives than us. Yeah, which, despite being so close in age. Uh, yeah, like three or three years difference. Yeah, three or four years difference. Quite a, quite a different viewpoint on some things, which I appreciated. Yeah, it was really I enjoyed. Nice. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was great, and it kind of like sort of almost speaks to the really the kind of the thesis of this whole thing which is that there's just really not there's really not another band that i think that we can do this um do this same kind of thing with because of the age that we are when we started playing music like you know you had to have an opinion about every pantera record (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, that was the thing that we, I'm sure we brought it up in the first episode at some point, but it was like, Pantera is maybe the only band I can think of who was anywhere near as influential on us and their entire prime was as we were getting into music and discovering music. Right. As we, it was like exactly during our formative years, you know, it's a completely right place, right time for us. Exactly. And playing the kind of music we were playing. Right, right, right. And that. Almost all of their recorded output happened to be in that window. Exactly. Is the unique, is the really unique thing. Yeah. You know. Well, all of their 
as a band called Pantera, uh, you know. Well, they were still called Pantera pretty early on. True, they which didn't fill. Well, sure. They, actually, they did for a little on while. The, on, the, on, the, on the one, on the one right before. Yeah. So we didn't. We man, god damn it. Another episode where we, where I, we go into the befores. I meant to get into that a little bit for this one, but I just didn't have time. Same, but. same. I forgot. Um, but yeah, so we're we're gonna um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about the side projects, you know, um, and of which there were, I didn't realize Phil had so many side projects. That dude was <sighs> is prolific, I guess. Yes, still going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we'll start there. Um. And so, so to me that there's, we're, we're going to, we're going to really focus on like the only like two records that, that we decided to really dig into in depth was the first down record because we're already very, very familiar with that record and <clears throat> love that record very, very deeply. Yeah. And the damage plan album. Um, and so Down Nola is the album came out in 2000, 1995. Right, like fall of 95. Yeah. And the Damage Plan Newfound Power came out in 90, two, 2004. Oh, Why did I get those backwards? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so almost 10 years apart. Turns out to didn't Vinny and Dime broke up Pantera when they did Damage Plan <laughs> right after Far Beyond Driven. <laughs> um, Newfound Power. Oh my God. Uh, but yeah, so the thing that I was a little bit surprised to find out was um, all of Phil's other projects. So before, um, you just want to like run them down here, or yeah. So I, I mean, there's there's so many, and and what I what I tried to do is I, I went and like made a little playlist. I just I just started to like, there's so much, right? I, yeah. I'm I'm obviously not. Like I don't know the fucking Necrophagia Cannibal Holocaust record inside and out. I didn't like pick the fucking like best track. Hey, don't worry, neither do I. <laughs> yeah. Um but I but I thought that shit was just really it's just really interesting. It's just really I don't know. I think it's really insightful when you look at all these fucking underground, crazy, on the surface, terrible sounding records that Phil was making. Some of them, like the Viking Crown stuff, like that's all him. I'm pretty sure. Um, huh. And then there's somewhere he's playing guitar and he's not doing vocals at all, right? You know, and and all this sort of stuff. And and I just I just have an immense like early on. It's like it's clear. It's like oh well, this guy this is this is where the edge that you felt in Pantera's music came from. Like this is it. It's all him. Mm-hmm. Because even reinventing the steel, as lukewarm as you and I feel about that record, um, it still has an edge to it that the Damage Plan record does not have. Totally does not have. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And like that's that's Phil's mojo, man. I don't, you know, like there, you know, because he's so committed to like death metal. And black metal and grindcore. And he's committed to the point to where he's like, fuck it, I'm gonna make a fuck, I wanna make a grindcore record. Oh, me and my buds are gonna make it this record. Right. Me and this, oh, let's, let me grab a singer from I Hate God and fucking Hank Williams the third and let's go into a studio in Houston and make a record in four days. You know, like that's like Christ inversion or whatever. That's what they did. And, and I, I just have so much, 
I just have so much respect for someone who's just putting in that kind of fucking work. Yeah. Even if at times, if like when you, it seems like really unfocused, and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what do you, what, what are you doing, Phil? Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of Im- impressive, like in that sense, because it's almost as if he just, like you said, he just kind of got a wild hair up his ass and said, I want to make a blackmail album. But he actually made it happen. Right. And that's kind of the crazy part to me. Right, right. And it, I mean, not that I know the guy. I've seen him in home videos and a couple of interviews. That's about it. Right. But like, he doesn't strike me as the type of person to like be so focused like that. But yeah, you don't look th- at his fucking credits. <laughs> yeah, you don't think of him as like this, like David Bowie, like art for art's sake. I just have yeah. to be creating, right? Yeah. You know. But obviously, he does. That's obviously the thing, and 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 that he created, especially in the night, like especially like in that time period in the 90s when Pantera was ruling the world, he didn't have to do anything. Right. You know, he didn't have to do anything. Yeah. But that was what he was doing, you know? He was like, oh, let me make a fucking black metal record. Let me fucking do this. Let me make a fucking, you know, da-da-da-da. Maybe get on it. Let me play guitar on some fucking crusty-ass fucking <laughs> weird death metal record, you <laughs> right. know? Because that band Necrophagia, they're like old school. Like they were one of those really early death metal bands. That like before death metal was like knew what it was, mm. and after like hanging out with Phil, the guy like resurrected the name to, and so like there's like a very specific like Phil plays guitar era, and then the band does shit afterwards. Anyway, it's just oh. it's fucking wild. Yeah, and so so yeah, man. I don't know. I just think all that. I I I I, res- I, I respect all that a lot. Um, yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, one of my favorite ones that I put on there was a song, uh, Tear Gas, by a band called Scour. Yeah. Now, that's like half of this band Misery Index, which is one of my favorite fucking bands. <laughs> so. Shit, okay. Yeah, so, you know, it has this this uh, guy named Adam Jarvis on drums. I think his brother plays guitar um, in it. But, yeah, Adam Jarvis is like, Top tier when it, you know, like death metal grindcore drummer. So, uh, so I was not surprised that that's amazing. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, but very cool. And like, just it's just like Phil doesn't have to do any of this, doesn't have to be creating like this. He doesn't have to be putting his name on stuff and taking risks and taking artistic risks. And it's like, yeah. He doesn't have to be doing any of that. And and then also simultaneously, he's out there doing like um, you know, like Phil and someone the illegals are doing like vulgar display of Pantera shows where they do a whole set of Pantera songs. Whoa. Okay, like he's doing no. that now. And he's doing shit, he's playing shit live that Pantera never played. Like they're like he's playing like Suicide No Part One. Like on stage. Like just you know, fucking doing it. Weird. You know? And it's good. Like it sounds fine, it's good. Like they're do, you know what I mean? It's it's not, it's not Vinny and Dime and Rex, but nothing ever could be. Yeah. You know, but it's it feels, it feels it doesn't it feels respectful. It doesn't feel, you know what I mean? And it's like so he's he's simultaneously doing this like I have to fucking make shit, or I'm gonna die, <laughs> but also honoring the legacy and stuff. And I I don't know, man. It's it's. I mean, I'm sure he's gonna make money. On, on some level, right? I don't, man. I, Pantera was in a good spot, man. I'm sure they make plenty royalties and plenty merch and shit like that. That was a long time ago, though. 
but but that but that dude people will fucking listen to Pantera every goddamn day you know like i'm sure that Pantera's streaming checks are are are, are fine i'm sure they're i'm sure they're fine <laughs> you know like i'm sure they're fine um, yeah but but anyway but yeah. yeah it's very clear given like the diversity of of this list of shit that he's been putting out for decades now. Right. It's clear that he just wants to be doing this. Right. 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 There's no question um, about that. So like mad, mad respect for that creative output. So yeah, totally. I, I know I really took him to task over the, the racism stuff. Go see the, go, go check out the first episode we did. I mean, there's reasons enough for, for taking Phil to task, I think. Oh yeah, no. And, and I, I don't take any of it back and I don't apologize for any of it. I would do it again. And, <laughs> um, but that doesn't take anything away from how much I do respect him, like his commitment to the art and and the and the commitment to the work, yeah. And for sure, you know, because and also like just this idea, like he knows when he puts out a record that it's not going to have a far beyond driven impact. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And to say fuck it, I'm still you know like whatever. This is what I want to do. Yeah, exactly. And that's. That gives me chills, man. Like that, that like mad fucking respect for that. Yeah. You know, because it's not like because because he's I don't know, man. There's just a certain kind of acceptance there, you know, and uh and and it's a certain kind of like well, no, man, this is what I do. Yeah. You know, like I'm not chasing another thing. This is right. what I do. I mean, he's yeah, I, like pay or no pay, like he's very clearly doing it like for the sake of the art. Right. Uh, at that point because he's just there's so much of it and it's it's so it's different yeah it's so different uh like on the scour tra- i listened to those first four tracks that you recommended on that playlist mm-hmm. uh on that scour track like i could barely tell that was him even singing <laughs> it, right it, like, there were little affectations in there where i was like okay there you are but, right yeah it was wild uh and then the in minor track in minor i don't I know guess that's probably how you pronounce it uh I was like, I definitely didn't expect this, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not like, great, but it's it. Yeah, sure, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I respect you for trying, dude. Yeah, it <laughs> like, was like it was like a bluesy, almost country sort of vibe to it. Right. I don't. I can't remember how to describe that, but like it's like this Leonard Cohen kind of almost thing. Yeah, almost, almost like a spoken words. Like like he's singing so low and and subdued. It's almost like a spoken word. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. But the, the thing that I like about his stuff too, which I can't say about some of the stuff that that Vinny and Dime did afterwards, is that everything, everything. When I went through and I poked through, like every everywhere I dropped the needle on any of Phil's stuff, it still kind of felt like quote unquote art. <laughs> like in some way, like they felt like there was a little bit of risk in there. Like it felt like, you know, it's like I'm not I'm not sure if this works. Mm. you know um but this might be really cool um i wasn't expecting this this is at least different this is you know there's always yeah. a measure of risk in anything that phil has put out is is how it felt sure and and you can't say that about um you know h- hell yeah for instance yeah i guess maybe you could say that but i'm not gonna say that <laughs> uh i don't think you can i'm not gonna say that about damage plan either honestly yeah, no. No, 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 no. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I, I have a lot of love for the Damage Plan record. It's not going to be a, a, okay. a bashing session. Okay. Um, I, yeah, yeah. The, 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 those things, though. There's plenty. There's plenty. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, man. Okay, so 
here's the here's the jewel. Here's the jewel of this podcast. Is 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 this? This is it. That's the jewel, right there. Not the jewel case. Well, it is uh, the jewel case also, but <laughs> not just the jewel case. The the crown burned jewel. Oh, how funny, <laughs> man! Oh, oh, you know why? Because this CD was in the one that got stolen at Fort Worth. Oh shit! Of course. Yeah, man. But just the disc, and you still had this at home, right? Nice. Right, right, right. Man, I forgot how like thick this paper was. Like, yeah, how, how real this felt, how good this felt. It's like thick matte print. Yeah, every everything should be done in matte. Totally. So yeah, down Nola. Uh, man, this album is so fucking good. That's all I had to say about it. That's all. I got notes, but that's all I need to say, really. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of, I'm kind of in the same boat. Is it? Um, no, I got a lot to say about this album actually. Oh, good, good. Um, it's like this record is perfect. <laughs> Alchemical madness. Every note is perfect. You can't <laughs> fuck with any of it. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I, this is as I think this is as close to a perfect record that exists. I. It depends. On, I mean, I'm not gonna argue with that. Yeah, I it's, like depending on what you're looking for, like you can't get any better than this if you're looking for this kind of music. That's it. It's so good. Like yeah. and it, like every tone on it is perfect to me. It is. I'm like that's the perfect drum sound. That's the perfect guitar tone. Like th- everything on it is perfect. And the songs are so weird, but every single one of them has this mind fucking blowing hook. They're 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 weird. Until you listen to their later albums and you're like, this shit's fucking weird. <laughs> so, yes. Because <laughs> I listened to some of most of two as well. It, it's all over the place, ain't it? <laughs> Dude, there's a clutch song on that album. <laughs> what the fuck are y'all doing? We, we, which, one's, which one is the clutch song? Uh, Stained Glass Cross on, uh, on Bustle in Your Hedgerow. My note how, is how, my note is this is a clutch song. What the fuck? How funny, man! I I that was like one of my favorite songs on there because I was like, it dude, ain't bad. I was like, dude, it has a or it has an organ on it. Yeah, I am so down with this. It does. Yeah, that's a clutch song. They heard clutch and they said we're gonna write a clutch song. That's awesome. I'm fine with. That. I love clutch. So <laughs> sure, but I didn't expect it on a down album. Was right. the thing right? Right. There's a lot of weird shit on that album. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you're not wrong. Nola is a pretty strange album in a lot of ways. Well, like the song structures themselves are weird. Uh huh. Yeah. And and uh, do you remember when we remember when we learned Lifer? Yeah. And it took longer than it felt like it should have. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, because like, wait, then they do what? <laughs> That's not what they do. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. You know. Right. Um, and there's, I mean, that song, that's a weird song in a lot of ways. That is a weird riff. That riff has no business being as fucking groovy as it is. <laughs> it has no, no business working like it does, but boy, does it. Um, so a lot, I mean, we can talk about Phil all you want, but I am coming to this conversation to talk about Pepper Keenan, like to be perfectly honest. A- and Kirk. And Kirk. So I don't have a history with Kirk, though, is the thing. Oh. Whereas... I this sort of getting back into this album and thinking about it more brought to mind that I for a certain period of time I was way into corrosion of conformity. Were you? I was because okay. because somehow or another I came across uh, Deliverance. Mm. Uh, like I, I found somebody owned it and I I found it and listened to it. 
and I love that album. Oh, okay. Like front, that's one of those albums like front to back, everything on it's fucking fantastic. Man, I'm so excited for when we do that Pink Floyd episode and you and Shay get to get to meet because that's one of his favorite records too. Deliverance? Yeah. Whoa. All right. <laughs> yeah, All right. Man. Here we go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I loved that album. That was '93. Uh, and then I think there was one or two. Maybe Wise Blood was after that. That's the one I had. I can't remember. I had it too, but I didn't. I didn't get nearly into that one like I, I did. I really liked it at the time. I was like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. You know, because I had this habit of I would buy a band's newest record. Yeah, same. Yeah. And that was the new one. Yeah. You know. Like, here's the one that I'm going to get. Now that I know about them, here's the one that I'm going to get way into. That sort of thing. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. And so that's all. And then I, like, got, like, some other random corrosion. I got the Animosity record. The Corrosion of Conforming Animosity. I think that record. was one of the earlier ones. Yeah, when they were yeah. like a hardcore, hardcore like, like punk band, almost. like crossover band, and Pepper wasn't even in the band yet. <laughs> right, right, yeah. And I was confused. <laughs> yes. Um, but no, I bought it just because, like, oh well, that guy's in down. <laughs> okay. And yeah. th- and to me, have you have you checked out Crowbar? Have you ever? That's you, the thing. I kind of haven't really. So I I did. I, I sort of did got you into due them, diligence, like last year. Okay. Okay. I had sort of like gotten into them a little bit or, or gotten into Kirk because I happened to see or maybe a band I was playing in open or a band that I joined opened for uh, Kingdom of Sorrow, which was a uh, like a like Jamie Josta and Kirk Winstein. OK. Um, and so I so, yeah, so I ended up getting that record. And I was like, oh, this dude, this guy sings so fucking cool, <laughs> you know? And Does he sing in Crowbar? Yeah, he's he's the guy. Okay. He's like the songwriter, the singer. Gotcha. And he has such a unique voice, and it's so fucking cool. And some of their stuff on – but, yeah, I went and, you know, listened to a lot of them, like, last year. It's so good, and, I've, and I'm so mad. I am so mad at Dime because I feel like I would have – <laughs> gotten into crowbar if the if my only exposure to him wasn't the clip that they show in the home videos which is just this loud wall of shit right and i was like well fuck that bad exactly exactly uh, that uh, basis looks fat fuck that bad and i came out the same way where it's like man that sounds like shit yeah 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 yeah. like dime dime, dime god that's, that's the one true mistake of your life dime bag mm. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, yeah. So, so I'm. I need to go check out Crowbar. I think you fucking do, man. Because so on the on the one hand, like I I get I get being mad at that. On the other hand, I really like it when I find a band that I just somehow completely fucking ignored, and I really like them, <laughs> and I can get into them again. So that's always cool. So Dime know. gave you a gift, and and on, me, I, and you know. a curse. Yeah, yeah it averages out. <laughs> God damn it. Damn you, dimes. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, so did did you see that video I sent you? Yes. Did you go and look? Yes. Okay. The okay. Description. All right. Yeah, I made her point to. I was like, oh, manly. It's goddamn. He's like, yeah, that's oh, god damn. I knew exactly what it was before I even yeah. clicked on it. But yeah. Yeah. So there's this live video of Down playing in like in like Dallas, like December like, of '95. Right. So like right after this album came out. And so. And 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 it, this is peak Anselmo. This is so. This is right after uh, uh, Far Beyond Driven came out. Ninety four. 
Well, it's a year and a half afterwards. Yeah, in like um, general time, I guess. Right, yeah. The, the grand scheme of things. Yeah. So, um, so Down had just come out, and then the year before, Far Beyond Dream came out. Right. And and then after this tour, he goes in and makes fucking Southern Trend, Trend Kill. Kill. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, and God damn, they sound so huge. Yeah, they sound <laughs> fucking that, awesome. That, anyway, but yeah, I'll, I'll put a link in the description. It's so, it's so good. Yeah, um, I, I watched like a, a few songs. I'll need to go watch the rest of that for sure. Oh, man. Because yeah, Phil is just like sounding amazing on yeah. there. I, I tell you though, I I am with you because like this is an album that I listen to and I'm like, man, I want to learn to play the fucking guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so the weird thing, like uh, what I was getting around to there with the, the COC thing is like, I guess number one, I don't know if we're ever going to talk about COC again. I guess maybe given what you said about Shade, maybe we will. But uh, like, I don't have a ton to say about COC. Like I really liked them for a little bit. So I got, in, I got way into Deliverance. And then I wasn't way into Wise Blood, but then uh, America's Volume Dealer came out in like '99 or 2000, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and I got way into that one. That was a great album, um, and and that was kind of it. Did you ever fuck with? Was it? Is it called Deliverance? No, that was the one I said I did get into. God damn it, I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> now there's another one. Um, into the in the arms of God or something like that. No, so basically nothing past that I got really into. I did get into that one because it has Stanton Moore on drums. So I didn't know that. I saw that today. I was like, oh shit. He uh, he played with COC. Wow. Yeah, because <laughs> because um, Stanton Moore's ju- drumming guru is this guy named Johnny Vodakovich, you know, like philosophical patron saint of New Orleans drumming. And Pepper dated his daughter for a very long time. Okay. <laughs> and so, <laughs> All right. so I'm sure that like, you know, Pe- so I'm sure there was a very like easy connection between Pepper. Like Pepper just had to think, oh, I need a drummer for this. And like Stanton, <laughs> <laughs> I-, I need to play on a heavy fucking record, pad out my resume. <laughs> So no no disrespect Stan he's he's one of the most influential drummers on me period end of story like yeah. a, as influential as like Vinnie Paul on for sure great I was hoping you knew that already then because I was gonna come in here and be like did you know <laughs> fuck yeah, of like, course I fucking, fucking knew that yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought that record just because Dan Moore <laughs> played on it um, oh, cool and, and all I could think was like this ain't Jimmy Bauer <laughs> because you know man I'm I'm in, I'm in, whatever. I, I love Stanton when he's doing Stanton stuff. So I don't know, whatever. I'm, 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 I'm moving back up, moving back up. I, I hadn't, I haven't really found my through line into really loving Corrosion of Conformity yet. Okay. So maybe, maybe, maybe that's going to happen. Maybe so, yeah. Maybe we can talk about this some more. Uh, they're kind of a weird band. Uh, and they sort of evolved as they went along. Like you said, Pepper joined, and they kind of got a southern thing going on that they didn't really have before. Right. Um, but uh, you listen to, like, so that was the thing. Like, I, I, I found Deliverance and got into that before I really got into Down. Oh. Is the thing. So that oh. album came out in 93, but maybe I, maybe I came across it in, like, 97 or 8 or something. Okay. Because it, it took me a little while to get into Down. No shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't get into them right away. No shit. I'm just, and like, I don't even know if I... I think probably I didn't know who the fuck this was. Huh. I just knew that they were like a popular rock band or something. I didn't know it was Phil. It was just one of those things I probably never came across or something like that, you know? Um, so it took me a while to get into this album. 
I probably bought this because it had a sticker on it that said featuring <laughs> of Pantera. Well, that would make sense then. And and this I, is I would have done the same thing. I think this is one of those records that's kind of similar to that to the typo negative record, October Rust, that it it, it got to me so early mm. that I accept it as canon. You know, like and so any time that I would try to listen to corrosion of conformity or anything like that early on, I was mm-hmm. like, This ain't down. This ain't down. That's a fair point. I would even go as far as to speculate that this laid the groundwork for me getting really, really into Black Sabbath later. I can see that. Because now I, I was in I had like their greatest I had the Sabbath greatest hits, you know, in like ninety four or ninety five before, so before we sold our soul for rock and roll. It wasn't that one. Because I had that one. It wasn't that one. It was okay. some like I'm sure there are multiple generic one, like from some weird I don't know. Oh, okay. But um, either way. But in high school, I became like a total like Sabbath freak, and just had a Sabbathian. I had like all of all of the Ozzy era records and all that sort of stuff, and I I was deep down into that. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if part of that is because of you know this record defining to me what albums are supposed to sound like yeah because it kind of wraps back around right like this sort of like i don't know what to call this other than like sludge metal because it kind of is but this this kind of music like came from black sabbath pretty directly. of course yes so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it doesn't feel very to like to me it's, like, this has much more of a southern thing to it than typical sludge metal does but I don't know how to better describe this. Right. It's really, it doesn't feel very, well, because sludge is, a, there's a lot of overlap with sludge and southern stuff. And so, yeah. but I typically think of sludge as being slower. Like, to me, Crowbar is like one of the like archetypal sludge bands. It tends to be, yeah. Um, And so, yeah, this is, this is, like Southern rock Sabbath worship is what this is to okay. me. Well, that's not going to fit on the little thing in the CD store. So, <laughs> so we go sludge. We, we got to have something better. We go sludge. Shorter, more elegant. Um, but but yeah. It, uh, so yeah, so, I, I can see how you would get there. Then. Yeah. Well, and it, it it's interesting too because I I feel like this record and the things that derive from this record are probably like the skeleton key to our paths and how they diverge because this is like adjacent to stoner rock and all that sort of stuff and clutch and all that that you get really 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 into yeah that i don't Mm -hmm. right and that's that's kind of fascinating because i got really really into sabbath and i don't think you did Uh, i mean I, I got into them, but not like you did. Yeah, I mean, everyone, you don't play metal without fucking being into Sabbath. But 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 there's also levels of like being into, you know, like, oh, man, I love Sabbath. And then like Megalomaniac is my favorite Sabbath song. You know what I mean? Like there's there's different there's different levels, right? Um, yeah. And so just as a, a, a real quick weird thing, so just a, a little – Inside into the fucking weird headspace I'm in, inside baseball here. So when I said skeleton key, I, I I was like, oh yeah, in episode nine 
on the live episode, I said that Secret Samadhi was the skeleton key to the toxicity that is live's music. (laughs) (laughs) Or some shit like that. Citation noted. That's what's fucking going through my brain right now. This is not this is not healthy. This is not okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll be I'll be glad when we put a pass this. Oh, good. But yeah, so you got into so you were into corrosion of conformity before you got into this. So when when did you fucking get this record? That's what I'm saying. Maybe like, I I bet I got into Deliverance like ninety eight, ninety nine, something like that. So probably after that, what? when I got like way into it. I think I had it before that, but I don't think I got into it before that. What? Yeah. That is insane to me, because I was definitely into this in ninety six. I definitely had this by ninety. I probably, I probably had this before Trendkill came out. I probably owned it. You know what I mean? Um, okay. Like, I'm so, pretty sure that I did. Uh, yeah. So, like, to me, it's like it's. This album was always like, wow, they were doing this back then. What? <laughs> right. So that's that's how I'm coming at this album. I guess we never really talked about Down played this way, did we? <laughs> Which is really funny because we played their music on stage together. <laughs> yeah. And did a damn good job, man. We, man. we we really did a good job covering that. That song was so fucking fun to play. Yeah, man. And Jaime like, nailed it on totally. vocals. He just destroyed it. 100%. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was great. Uh, we did do a good job this time. Yeah, man. We did. We, we, it's like the truest version of a cover we've ever done yeah probably so you know because in all severed when we were doing like war ensemble and shit like that like it was sex like, type thing remember doing that oh my god how yeah. different that was that was a lot of fun that man. was really fun yeah we rewrote that song in a way we that's that we, was did. Cool, man. we did we oh, did i wish my zoom still worked because i have a copy from a rehearsal of oh, of that shit. on there so i have to look into the into digging that thing out. If you can do that, I will give you money. Like I will. Well then, <laughs> I will charge you money. <laughs> I will give you cash money if you can, because re- I still have my Zune. That's okay. Yeah. Now let's look at let's look into doing that because I, w- I would love to hear that again. Yeah. Yeah. Um. um so yeah. Anyway, I at, <laughs> by some bizarre happenstance, I was into COC before I was into Down. Amazing. So I love the guitar playing on, especially Deliverance. Like, okay. there is so much weird shit that some of which they do on down as well. Like these weird little overdubs, like for effect, mm-hmm. that come in like really stark against what else is going on. That shit's all over that album. Oh, how like, cool! That's that's very much to my mind like a Pepper Keenan thing. Okay, well, I'm listening to that tomorrow. Um, but the guitar playing and the songwriting and like the the riffs and the melodies and shit are all so fucking cool on Deliverance. It's just it's one of those like rare. This is almost a perfect album for me. Okay. So okay. I came into this with that knowledge, and then obviously knowing who Phil was I and see. what he was bringing to this. Okay. And so I was like, "Yeah, man, just get this shit in there. This is all everything I want is in this album." I mean, this is the only album, or like the only, like Down is the only super group that's actually super. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah, because like I looking at the Wikipedia page, it's like metal super group, and I'm like. Yeah, I guess so, huh? Yeah, Ye- fucking A, right? Right, because yeah. I, I saw that too, and I was like, that's not what they are. And I was like, I guess it is what they fucking are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because every member was part of another well-established band. Yeah. You know, Pantera, uh, Crowbar, uh, I Hate God, 
um, corrosional conformity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like those are those are all big deal fucking bands. Also, a tidbit I came across is Kurt played the bass on the record. Mm. So um, even though the other bassist uh, or the other guy, Todd Strange, like played live and I think it's a guy that's like a songwriting credit or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and Phil apparently wrote like some of these songs, like just on his own. Yeah, so part of what I read was that he and Pepper wrote this album from like 90 to 95. Yeah. Which is kind of wild to think about. That they were writing some of this shit back in the Cowboys from Hell days. Like, what? (laughs) You had this shit, you had some of this shit rolling around back then? Wow. (laughs) Wild, dude. And it's it's also, it's so weird because like, it's hard for me to imagine you know, what was one of the ones that they said that, like, I think, like, everything or underneath everything was one of the ones that it said that Phil wrote or something. And it's, like, it's hard for me to imagine, like, all the other stuff that he's done. Like, why? But then, I don't know, man. Maybe he keeps all those. Maybe he writes a lot of the other down shit, too. I don't know. Like, he's, like, oh, that's where all those riffs go is for the fucking new down EPs or whatever, you know? Down EPs. <laughs> Uh, Fuck, maybe, yeah. Well, because when I think of Phil as a guitar player, again, like so much of my association with this dude has to do with those fucking whole videos. Like, I'm fast. I'm faster than that. Like, that's all right, I right, hear, right. you know. Yep. Like, doing some fucking, like, chromatic fucking black metal thing on a shitty yep. guitar. That's all I think of Phil as a guitar player. I don't think of him like, I don't think of Phil doing that. Right. But apparently fucking did. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh. Been holding out on me, Philip. I mean, clearly he's got shit to say. Well, he's got shit to say. Clearly he's got things to put out there. <laughs> he has emotions uh, to express. He, there you go. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, my, yeah. I, I had a note about like COC, but the first note I had was just, man, this album sounds great. All these dudes at their peak. Like, what more do you want? (laughs) It's like the best example of, um, it feels so organic. It feels like everything on here was like meant to be this way. And, and, and not meant by the guys who were playing it. Like it was (laughs) (laughs) right. A higher power. Yes. Like deigned this. So yes. Cause it feels like this is, it feels like this is tracked how a Sabbath record was tracked. It feels like everyone's playing at the same time. And then they went in and did some, and then they spent like three weeks doing crazy overdubs. And you know what? Maybe there are, there are overdubs. I I know that there are overdubs. I'm not, I'm not trying to say there aren't, but like even the ones that happened apart from like the vocals, I guess, theoretically they have two guitar players. So all the overdubs I'm thinking of, there are some vocal ones, I think. There's lots. There, yeah. There's lots of layering and stuff like and, right. and overdubs and stuff like that. I guess most of the stuff I'm thinking of is like guitar stuff, but they could have theoretically done it with both guitar players just doing it, but I think they're pretty clearly overdubs. I think it's I safe think to so. say. I think um, so. I th- but I, it doesn't the point is it doesn't feel like it. Right. I, I it, it it just feels like this big, just organic metallic slab. Like it's yeah. just yeah. it's just ugh. There you go. And and what, what, it feels what, thick. It feels yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. And what blows my mind really is just that, like, if you just had a record that just had this vibe, that would be enough. And you'd just be like, okay, man, just that feel. I mean, there's a whole, there's a whole fucking sub sub genres of metal that are just based on like, all right, just, just grab this, catch this feel and just stay in it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But there's so many hooks. But there's so many hooks. The 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 songwriting, the riffs, it feels like vocal uh, performance on each song is like wildly diverse. Yes, and it's all so good. And and there's and like the diversity of the hook, because like, the hook isn't always a riff or right. an overdub. Sometimes it's a transition, like like the tempo change in Temptations Wings, you know. Um, yeah. Or sometimes it's a vocal harmony, like a layering of some vocals or, or, you know, shit like that. Or sometimes it's, uh, it's like the drum intro. You know how many times I fucking played like the beginning of pillars of eternity <laughs> or like losing all like just cause that was the thing too, is like these drums were di- like the, the things that were catchy about these drum parts were digestible to me as a kid, just figuring out how to play the drums. Like I could go out there and go, you know what I mean? I couldn't go out there and go like, I couldn't do that, you know, or you know what I mean? Oh right. God. Oh. <laughs> At some point, this podcast is just going to devolve into like, we're just going to play the record and I'm just going to make people watch us just, react to the fucking record <laughs> um just to there's no other way to convey how passionate <laughs> i feel about this music than for you to see just, what it does to me when right. i fucking or if you just drive around my neighborhood when i listen to it you see see me going <laughs> see me fucking <laughs> you know air drumming and shit fuck what is the song where it's like i give up that's enough Shit, I don't know. I can't, why can't I think of? I can't even find it in the goddamn lyrics. I give up. That's enough. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't. Whatever. There's I know a transition in that song where they just they cut out. I can't remember which part it is. It's before they go into the second verse, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's just. And that's the whole thing. It's this weird little back and forth guitar thing, and it's just so fucking good. Yeah, dude, you're it's totally, so perfect. You're totally right. That's one of those um, transitions. There's so many of those on this album. Yes. Um. Oh God, yeah. Let's see. So many cool little things. Oh well, it's not a Jason Mraz song. Google. Oh, is it? Did he ghostwrite down songs? <laughs> All right, well, yeah, but I, I know what part you're talking. You know what about. I'm talking I know, about. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. But yeah, man, there's so many, there's so many things like that. Like each song has something like that. Like we could, we could sit Literally. and go through each track and be like, dude, what's your thing? What's your thing in this song? Yeah. What's your thing we in could, this we song? We could pick three things and leave one from each song on this album. Damn near. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I had like a whole like joke, like queued up of like if you were gonna be like, so what are your essential tracks? <laughs> and I, was I didn't even. Yeah, anyway. And I was going to be like, oh, you know, man, I, uh, and it's like, hold on, let me look. Let me look here. I, I, I get the, the, the track order and the names mixed up. Um, yeah, yeah. So my essential tracks are <laughs> Temptations, Wings, Lifer, Pills of Eternity, Rehab, Hill the Leaf, Underneath Everything. Da, da, da. That, that was going to be my, that was going to be my joke. I would have appreciated that. Um, I do appreciate that. So funny thing, right? Cause I, this is the CD that I bought. This nice. is the case. Right, not the CD because, as we mentioned, it got stolen. Yeah. And so, little thing, you see this, this right here. Uh-huh. This is from it being in the sun, in my fucking, uh, I think my Monte Carlo. Um, and so on like, the dash. Yeah, some shit like that. Nice. Like, and it being stuck in the seat. 
It's got history. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Um, so the only the only knock I have on this album at all mm-hmm. is little little tiny things here and there, like the bong riff sound effect that they throw I, in there. I am here for it. I I am, but I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> the reason that I am definitely here for it is because to me it's almost a reference to Sabbath because Sabbath does it. Oh, totally. In the song Sweet Leaf, a hundred percent. And so it's like. A hundred percent. You know, I get why it's there, and I think that they. I do don't it. begrudge them it. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm. But I hear it. I'm like, okay, all right, guy. <laughs> but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's. Fine. I gotcha. It's like, listen, I'm trying to knock this out. Like, That's this not, album's it, like fucking perfect. I mean, yeah. Pretty much in every way. Yeah, I. I thought I I kept this when I was listening to it. I was I was sort of still at that like you know essential one that. Mindset. I was like, I bet there's one on the second half that I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, there's the one. Never happened. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Each each song that it got to, you know, I was like, oh wait, oh this is the one with that thing in it. Uh, yeah, right, right. You know, uh, yeah, each one of these songs has like so many uh, that things in it. Like there's there are so many interesting things that happen throughout all of these songs, and they keep it interesting the whole time. Like like the, like the riffs, the the vocal performances, right? The, the rhythms, the transitions, all that shit is just always interesting. Right. I don't think that there's another more hook laden, organic sounding record. I just I don't think it fucking exists. You might be right because all the hooks are just it's. I mean, I'm just saying the same thing again, but it's like it's di- it's diverse. It's and the song structures aren't aren't they're not really. Like they're loosely like verse chorus e, because most of the songs do have a chorus and they have sections that aren't choruses. But there's also these like other just little refrains yeah. and whatnot that that are incre- like they would like you couldn't they wouldn't be a chorus, <clears throat> but they are the highlight of the fucking song. You know, um, I I can't I can't think of one and I'm not gonna try to sing it right now, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to figure out what it is. Um it might be this one. Uh I think it might be underneath everything. But like the outro of this one. Oh, that's the one you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. So much going on there that's so good. And like the way that they change from like halftime to regular time. Yes. The second half of Lifer is a Masterclass in that, oh, a thousand percent yes. Oh God. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I really want to go back and watch the rest of that live performance that you posted because, uh, even just watching um, man, maybe it was Pillars of Eternity. That's the opener. Oh, they did open with that. No, it was something. So something later. Oh, because they didn't play it in track order, did they? No. 
I don't know what the fuck it was, but there's some part towards the end of the song where Phil has a, the a, just a clean singing part. Yeah. Uh, and maybe it is that song. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And he's just like there on stage, like operatically going for oh! it. And he's, it's all it has to be. And it's 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 so interesting to throw that in there, but he does it so well. Oh. And shit like that is. Yeah. Uh, but but stuff like that, seeing him do that live and seeing them play those songs live with all these weird little things, they don't necessarily feel like. Uh, songs that crowds are going to be going crazy for. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, these aren't always, like, sick metal things to mosh to. Oh. But, and so seeing those live, it's interesting to, to see the how they pull those off and how they mm. feel That's interesting. in a live setting. Uh, I love it, though. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, this is, this is definitely a, like, listening experience. This yeah. isn't like a, like, let's get, let's get to the fucking mosh riff. Like, yeah. It's definitely not that. Um, yeah. Looking at you, hell yeah! Um, <laughs> it's because the part that everyone sings, because everyone knows, because this melody is the melody that's in everything. Because um, we called our band hell yeah, and we called the song hell yeah, and we called the album hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're coming for you, Benny. <laughs> um, Rip, buddy, but get ready. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So. Yeah, I, I, I there's so many great things. Um, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know that I have much more to say constructively about this album other than I fucking love it and it's one of the best albums of all time. <laughs> yeah, man, I I I'll, I will I will fight. I'm I'm willing to commit violence for that statement that you just made. Um, yeah, I I anyone who wants to say that this isn't, I'm ready. I'm ready. Another thing, you know how this is some old shit right there, is I have my like initials. Oh yes. Written on the fucking barcode. So that's like you pulled out the back sleeve and wrote it on the paper. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, man. Because that means that I took this shit around with me, and I didn't. I wanted people that I didn't want to misplace it. It's on a lot of. The, it's on some of the Pantera ones too. That was uh, probably like you had that on yeah. the on the uh, on the band bus when we went on like band trips. Exactly. And listened to CDs. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what that fucking means. Good shit. Uh yeah, um, let me see if I had any other random things. Uh, yeah, every tone on this record is immaculate. Um, maybe the perfect <laughs> drum sound. Jimmy's playing is a master class in heavy groove. Every hit oozes authenticity. <laughs> yeah. Because, man, the fucking drumming on this record is perfect. Because when there's space, he throws out a hook. Like, he throws out something that's catchy on the fucking yeah. drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's groovy, but it's so muscular and heavy without being while still without being like rushed mm-hmm. and without being but while still being like groovy and in the fucking pocket and it's real fucking special what he does. He's also like the guitar player in fucking I Hate God and and oh wow and whatever. He's one of those guys that's just like whatever band Oh, I hate God. You need this. Oh, crowbar. You need that. Oh, whatever. You need this. He's he's one of those fucking dudes. He's awesome. Another level. Awesome. Awesome. Um. Uh. Proto Trendville. Yeah. The, the, this is like the sweet spot of like the my favorite tone. Of, I think I agree. Yeah. Because because he's he's doing stuff here harsh like the harsh high vocals that he doesn't do on far beyond driven i know yeah exactly 
and that he does, he later sort of like really expounds on Trenkill, but he's able to do like all of this singing that mm-hmm. he isn't able to do it in Pantera. Right. There's kind of no space for it in Pantera's songs. Right. Like there is here. Right. And it's just amazing. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, all the songs have really unique structures. I think this is another thing about it, and I think I'm glad that we're both sort of having the same problem, which is this album is like just one big fucking experience. And they like each song doesn't have like this individual identity. Like whenever you like listen to, like when we were like taking apart a Pantera record, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, this is shedding skin, and these parts are only in shedding skin, and this is you know using my third arm, and this is hard life, and this is five minutes alone, and each one of these have these distinct identities, and this everything blurs. Oh yeah, totally. And I, I think it's. I think it's because of the just how consistent the vibe is. I think it's because of how weird the songs are, structure-wise, how dynamic it is, and and sort of like how random the hooks are. Because the hooks don't always come in the same place. It's not like, oh, here comes the solo. Here comes here comes the cool drum. Here comes the cool Vinny lick. Here comes the killer dime riff. You know? Yeah. Like, on the one hand, you can say that this album feels consistent throughout, but on the other hand, you can at the same time say that there are all these weird little different things in each song, but yeah. also they don't necessarily, the, the songs don't necessarily have their own identity. But it, it, the thing is, they do all these weird little things in every song. Right. So it, like, works as a, as yeah. a whole, you know? It's like the album has an identity, but maybe each song doesn't, in a sense. I think sense. that's probably more true than it's not. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. So, uh, I can smell the weed on Hail the Leaf, and I love it. <laughs> um, here's another, like, silly thing on the song Rehab. That's the one where they have the cowbell in the middle. Like, Do-do. And, th- and then you wait. And then it's panned to the other side. Right. Right. And it's just, it's just total. So, like, did you ever watch the year and a half in the life of Metallica? Did you ever watch that fucking documentary? That was the Binge and Purge thing? No, that's different. Okay. Um, Binge and Purge was a live, just live concert shit. Oh, that was not? Okay. okay. Yeah, Year and a Half in the Life was when sort of like half of it is talking about them making the Black Album and the other half is them just it, – it's more documentary style with music videos interspersed okay. throughout. But there's a section in there where they're doing like overdubs on the Black Album and they just go out to this table and there's just all this like – bullshit like they're do like foley artists or something like that like you know, like papers like with things on them or like all these different like, like what i remember is james hetfield picking up like a fucking gun and like going click clack oh oh i see what you're saying okay. click clack <laughs> for like i don't know like on sad but true or something <laughs> ga, 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 ga. he's like clack clack like click click exactly yeah yes exactly like that that kind of shit you know okay, what i mean okay and i almost imagined that how this record was made is that in like two or three days they tracked everything like they they, they got the like the bones of the drums like that and they didn't do scratch i'm imagining i don't know i don't fucking know right right but i'm imagining that they didn't do like oh i'll scratch track you and then i'll go back and overdub these no no no, no. like everything was as is and then they spent like two weeks with like a table of bullshit <laughs> like just going in and like hey what else can we put on top of this what else can we put on top of this what else can 
I got an idea, and then there's an overdub, and then there's a this, and oh, I found this cowbell, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Yeah, man, maybe, yeah. That's 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 the that's how I want to picture it in my head. It's your, it's your head cannon for that's down. my head cannon um, for Nola. And then uh, I can't fucking deal with how good losing all is. Is uh, it's really good. Yep. So yeah, I think that's. I think that's. What more can you say? Yeah. Fucking incredible. You know, the great tragedy is that somehow I was never able to really get into any of their other records the way that I got into this one. Yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah. You know, I revisited the second one and I was like, this is really good. This is cool. This is interesting. I'm enjoying listening to this, you know. And maybe if I put the time in, I would enjoy it in a similar way. But it feels like a totally different animal. It really does. Yeah. You know, it doesn't feel as organic. It feels, it feels very yeah. epic in a weird way. Like, uh, yeah, the thing I noticed was they like added a lot of reverb in a lot of places <laughs> that it didn't necessarily feel like it needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why this stuck out so hard. I, I mean, there wasn't a lot on the first one, I guess, is yeah. maybe a reason. But so, like, that, that first album just feels pretty uh, raw, isn't quite the right word, but it's just like they didn't do a lot to it. Like you're saying, like they just went in and did it and there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas this one feels a lot, it feels more produced. It me. does, yeah. Well, at that point, there was sort of like a known quantity and they were going to make, you knew it was going to make money and you knew there was going to be tour support. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's probably like, more because that's the thing too is they were probably signed for that deal and it was like dude if we just put phil's name on it we know we're gonna make our money back which and, apparently they did <laughs> literally yeah, right and so they're probably <clears throat> but by the time you know down two rolled around or this third one you know because this was oh two i don't i don't remember um i think that's what it said so let's look it up Look Go to the phones. Now this that one was oh seven. Yeah, oh two was down two. What? Oh, this is three. Okay. Yeah, I'm that, sorry. that's three. I don't have a physical copy of of two. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I don't so, know that I've ever re- really listened to this one, honestly. You know, I got it and I was all excited for it, and it just didn't grab me the way the other one did. You know, I I, I don't have a good reason for it, and I, I don't think it's because it's bad or an inferior record, mm-hmm. you know, or anything like that. It's just it's just that first one's just real special to me. Yeah, it is. So. Agreed. Um, yeah, sorry. I was talking about two with with all those. I know. Thing. Okay. Okay. I know. I was holding that one up, but we, I was okay, talking gotcha. about two also. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I really like that. When I would listen to two, I I, th- I think it's uh, you know it's <clears throat> totally worth a listen. I, I I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess the, I guess the main thing is that <clears throat> Phil just doesn't sound like he does on that album to me. On on Noah. I guess that's true. I guess it, it, I think it's a big part of it for me, honestly. Mm, I guess that's true. Uh, and he's doing like. He's doing things that are like varied from song to song, mm-hmm. but just none of them quite hit like they do on. I, gotcha. I mean, that, that first one's a lot to live up to. So sure. maybe I'm sure that's a big part of it. Sure. I wonder how much of it is like that, you know, like where you have your whole life to write your debut record and, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. How much of it is that thing? Because they had. If they were... spent fucking five years working on it, mm-hmm. at least. Right. You know? So. Right. And it coming from like a very like pure. <clears throat> love of it kind of place and then maybe yeah you know and then down to is like well i guess this is the thing we're doing now that me and the brothers aren't getting along right right, right. you know i don't know it, they, i don't know it, it's possible i don't know all right so i think we're on 
what, to something new. What's what's up next? Some new. Have, have we found some new power? Perhaps? Found power. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So I already have a relationship with this record. Um, and so I was just revisiting it and remembering it, but, mm-hmm. but you not so much. So I, I mean, I bought it when it came out, like obviously. Okay. Like it's a fucking, it's Dimebag and Vinny. Of course I'm going to buy this album and you know, it came out in 04. I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to buy it. Well, you know, I, no, I, no pun intended. I remember like downloading an MP3 at the Lee College computer oh, lab. Oh, nice. Listening to this. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I bought it when it came out and I, I put it on a few times and I was like, this is just not really doing much for me. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of didn't think about it past that. And then, uh, listen to it again. I like, I was actually excited to listen to it again for this because I was yeah. like, you know, maybe, maybe there was something there that just didn't hit me right back then. And I'll go back and, uh, cause I haven't listened to it since probably like 2004. I see. Um, and I was like, maybe something will, you know, maybe I'll, it'll hit me in a different way now. And not really. No. Interesting. Okay. It's, it's basically the same I, it's kind of just uninteresting. So for me, this is um I don't think I got into it right when it came out. I think I got into it a few years later. Okay. I bought it right when it came out. But you know, like we've talked about, we were already like reinventing the still already kind of rubbed us the wrong way. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so like Pantera or members thereof were no longer like a golden ticket to amazing music, right? As where, far as where I was we were at, you, you know exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. Where we were at this time, especially, this is when we were getting more and more into extreme stuff. This is when we were starting <clears throat> to incorporate, not just getting into that stuff. This is when we were starting to incorporate those things into our music. This was, you know, like when we were very much into Meshuggah and we were very much, you know what I mean? And so, yeah. So all that stuff, but nonetheless, um, so yeah, my thing about this record is that when it's good, it's fucking amazing. And when it's bad, it's meh. It's meh. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I don't want to judge this record too harshly because it's the first record. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, man, like they were finding, you know, figure, you know, like they maybe they're just throwing a lot of shit at the wall and like kind of finding their sound and figuring out what figuring out what works. I I do appreciate that Dime and Vinny being the monsters that they are wanted to be in a band that was so devoted to songs. What do you mean? Like so devoted like it, it says some. I think it says a lot about those guys that they wanted that they wanted to form a band where a big part of their role was how good can we make this singer sound. Hmm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, was that like the, was that the, um, like a, one of the directives of this band? You're saying? I mean, to me, when you listen to it, it's because I don't like. My first and primary note. I have some things to say about the vocals. Well, my my first and primary <laughs> note on this album is I w- kind of wish there was just an instrumental mix of this album, with no vocals at all. And because that's kind of the least interesting thing about this album to me. I disagree. It. Well, when they're good, when they're good. Well, they're never really good. Fuck <laughs> you! I'll fight. Okay. I'll fight over some of that. Okay. All right. Um, I, I guess like what I mean is that. 
you know, like Diamond Vinny didn't have any interest in forming like a fucking like Guitar Hero shred band. Right, right, right. You know, like Dime wanted to play fucking riffs that had cool lyrics that people wanted to sing over them and wanted to have choruses that people sang. You know what I mean? Like he wanted to play songs, you know? Yeah. Eddie Van Halen was his hero, not Ingve Malmsteen. And I feel like fucking donuts. I feel like that. I feel like that says something about him. I feel like you know what I mean, and I, I feel like that's valuable. And I mean, I got like he could have easily gone out and formed like a supergroup with a bunch of other known dudes. But, right. I mean, well, these these guys were known. These were from other kinda. bands. Yeah. I mean, they were from other bands. Right? They weren't yeah, nobody. I, I think I think Pat like played guitar in Halford or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's not nothing, you know. Of course it's not. No, I mean, fucking, no, no. But, but, but like, he wasn't a name. Sure. You know what I mean? That's what I mean, yeah. he They could have gone out and formed a band with uh, a fucking Zach Wilde or, you know, whoever the fuck. Right, where, like, the punchline of every song was, like, here's where Dime takes a solo. Sure, exactly. You know. Yeah, but it, they, they put together a band and they put together an album. Right, and they and they were like, we're going to do it from the ground up. We're going to go out and tour, tour yeah. clubs and we're going to do, you know what I mean? Like, those right. guys hadn't played in a fucking club in, like, 15 years, right. you know? When they toured on this, they played at the goddamn engine room. We've played at the engine room. Right. Yes. One of my biggest regrets is not going to that show for obvious reasons. Totally. Because yeah. a few weeks later he was shot. Yep. Um and so so I don't so so there's a lot there's a lot of things that I think says things about their personality and stuff like that that that, that I that I really respect. I re, you know sure. I, I think that that's really cool. I know? I agree with that. Yeah, not not to denigrate their uh their intentions. Yeah, or, um, or any, or their, or their, you know, heart or their passion for for doing what they're doing here, right? In so, any way. Um, before I get to the vocals, so uh, I don't really like the drum sound on this record. That's something I wanted to comment on as well. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, he might have been playing smaller drums, but to me, hmm. the playing very much sounds like Vinny. Like that's Vinny's style. That's how Vinny plays. But the, the sound isn't Vinny. The well, thing, the thing that I noticed is, is it didn't sound as full as maybe I would expect. Right. Is that kind of what you're? Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's something, and I mean, you know, man, he's experimenting. Man, he's doing some different shit. Cool, man. Yeah. Do some different shit. Um, but all the drums on the Hell Yeah records do sound like it's like that does sound that's like that's true. Vinny. That's true. Um, so that's a thing. Um, I I like one of the things that stuck out to me on this album was like the drum parts. I guess they did sound. Like you said, they sound like Vinny. They sounded fucking interesting and like cool. And yeah, for the most part, they they did, they did. And I think that's another thing that's really novel about this record. It's like, cool man, you just get a whole fucking record of fucking <laughs> listen to Dime and Vinny do Dime and Vinny shit. But it's not it's not close enough to Pantera that I'm mad that it's n doesn't make me feel the way Far Beyond Driven and Tranquil and Cowboys from Hell and Vulgar make me feel the way that I felt about reinventing. So yeah. in some ways, I enjoy listening to this more than I enjoy listening to Reinventing the Steel because it doesn't make me mad the way that Reinventing the Steel makes me mad. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And um, oh. it might not be as interesting as Reinventing the Steel, but Man. I think that that's Reinventing... A, that's a weird thing to think about. <laughs> but interesting doesn't necessarily mean good. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. Like St. Anger's really interesting to listen to. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, you know, it just, it's like, what's your, what are you coming to this for? Really? Yeah. Is yeah. 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 Is. Um, and if, so 
Yeah, so for like for the for the dime aspect of this album, like there are there are times on here where I'm like, oh man, dime did a really cool thing right there. Mm-hmm. But they're they're few and far between. Okay. And most of most of what's happening on this album, I don't like the guitar tone at all. Okay. On this album. I think it just sounds like sludgy shit. All right. For the most part. The solos are like weirdly mixed back. Okay. For being as like obviously here's a dime solo. You're hearing a dime solo, but it's like kind of weirdly back in the mix. I don't mm-hmm. know why they did that, but um so like a lot of the riff what riffs there are is just kinda like I don't know, just not go a lot not a lot going on there really. They're not even so much aggressively bad or boring. It's just like it's just kind of not a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, and ma- and maybe it's like you said. Maybe it is more in service of the vocals, and I can see how that is. Yeah, the case. Right, and and so and a lot of the song now. There's a lot of songs on here that I I I unironically love. Um, so, but before I start talking about those, let me. So I guess talk about the vocals. So, to me, the vocals are the most interesting part of the record. Um, it's obvious to me that Pat is more of a, like a classic metal vocalist that's trying to do uh, like new metal harsh thing. Yeah, I guess it's new metal. I was trying to think of what to call it, but I guess it's new metal. Like he's trying to do that thing, but that's not really what he does, but you have to do that. If you're going to be in a metal band in 2004, you mm-hmm. have to have, you have to like scream and shit. Um, yeah. And, and what he does ends up being like this weird, it's funny because it's very much like a cross between like Chad Gray and Phil Anselmo, what he's trying to do. And there's, there's some sections where it's like, man, I wish I could just hear Chad Gray sing this, or man, I wish I could just hear Phil sing this is how I feel about a lot of it. Um, Hmm. yeah, you know, but when he's doing his thing. When he's just doing like that, like clean metal singing, to me that when 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 that does, like my favorite songs in here are the most melodic songs, and I think that what he does vocally is fucking untouchable, like on Pride, on Blink of an Eye, Save Me, you know, Reborn, also a little bit. Um, Save Me definitely stuck out to me as like this is a really good performance. Yeah, um, and like, and pride that one really does it for me. Um, the vocals on that one, mm-hmm. yeah, man, that's you can't fuck with that's amazing, yeah, you know, and but. You know, so 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 yeah, so like when it works, man, it's amazing. I see, I got you, yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff on it that that kind of like doesn't work. I don't, I think like like the song explode. I really like the music, but the lyrics are real lame I, on that one in I, particular. I, I'm gonna explode. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me, like it. All right, guys. Um, I, I want to amend my complaint a little bit. And it's not so much about the vocals being the, my problem. It's the, it's the lyrics. 
100% the lyrics. The aggressive lyrics feel lame as fuck a lot. A they're, lot of the times. They're really stupid. <laughs> Almost all of the time, they're very stupid. I really love how it's a juxtaposition of our actual personalities. <laughs> that in a lot of the, these cases, that I will be, I'll be like, yeah, it doesn't quite hit the mark. And you're like, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> Because if you know, if, you, if you're like, that's that's not what happens in real life. Like, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not doing it for like the show. It's just, it's just it's, how it, it's. It's just. It's like you put the camera on, and Richard gets more diplomatic. You turn the camera on, and Robert's like, it's fucking stupid. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> Quote me, motherfucker. Catch me outside. Like, I've I've almost gotten into fights with people at concerts we were at together <laughs> because they said they like dream theater. Like strangers. That's because you're fucking stupid, huh? <laughs> you know, whatever. Oh, oh. It's just, it's funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. And then another thing is like some of the songs like never seem to get going. Mm. Um, Like there's a, there's one on there where it's like, okay, we're getting to the hook. And it's like, that's all it is. <laughs> that's all I'm getting. Hmm. Okay. Um, That's or, what you had there, huh? Hmm. Okay. Or there's ones that where the chorus is a really, really good hook, but the rest of it is like, man, kind of forgettable. That's how like crawl is for me. Like I really. Yeah. Anytime Pat's in that register, I'm gonna love it. You know. And so, and and I like the song "Fuck You." I think it, I, th I, it, 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 it does it. It's enough. It's novel. It's silly. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> it has Corey okay. Taylor on it, and uh, and uh, somebody else too. Really? I saw there there were two people on that song. I think uh, Jerry Cantrell is also apparently on there. Excuse me. And I think the chorus or something or the. Well, that's strange. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird because hearing that, I, I was like, that kind of sounds like a Cantrell kind of vibe. And then I saw he was in there. How about that? Yeah. Um, so, cool. I mean, fuck, man. If you're going to get some guests, get some goddamn get good some ones. Get some goddamn guests. <laughs> so speaking of guests, how how weird does Zach Wilde's vocals sound on Soul, on like so, Soul Bleed? So wait, okay. So did, have you listened to much Black Label Society? No. Because that's just what he sounds like. That's just what he sounds yeah. like. Yeah. Okay. And it's weird. Okay. It is weird. You're okay. right. Like Zach is just a weird singer. His whole thing is like this weird, extreme vibrato. But like that's just how he sings. It's, and that's just what he does. I th I think so. Just imagine being me, and for and somehow never hearing, never like really getting into Black Label Society, even though I was a huge Ozzy fan. Right, right, right. Huge, huge Zach Wild era of Ozzy fan, and the first time <laughs> that I ever hear Zach Wilde's vocals you know it's, it's that like, it's that that's what he does that's him and I was like well, who <laughs> who is getting hurt and who why did they record it oh <laughs> uh, that's yep that's just what he does and and yep. so so yeah, that was that part was startling to me. Uh, yeah, I, when I got to that part of the song, I did I had forgotten he was on there, and then I heard that, and I was like, 
man, that sounds like Zach Wild. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, it turns out there he is. So, um, um, yeah, I, like I thought it was really cool that they got like Zach Wild in there, Corey Taylor in there, right, to do this shit with him, right? Because it's like, man, if you're gonna get guests, like get good guests, like he did, and like these are guys that we know from like knowing who Pantera is and what they're about, like they were huge fans of these guys. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, Corey, like being uh, Corey and Zach being uh, uh, influenced by Pantera, of course. All this, stuff. right? Yeah, like that's I really s- cool to see. Like I said before, I I don't think that you get Slipknot's first record without Far Beyond Driven. Um, Probably, yeah. I think that yeah. I think that I was I was thinking about it, and I really do think that. Um, ah, I'll save that. I'll save that. Okay, I'll save that for later. Uh, uh one of my other notes mm-hmm. just says in quotes, "Fuck you." Okay, dude. <laughs> Motherfucker, fuck you. <laughs> I was like, all right, man. Okay. I th- I think one of the reasons that I like that song is I like the novelty of the tempo and like hearing mm, Vinny play mm, in sure. that tempo totally. And because there's not a lot of Pantera songs that are that tempo, and I think I think that like that that goes a that goes a long way for me on that song. Totally to, to hear Vinny play aggressively in that tempo that. You could have you could have read the phone book over that song, and I'd probably be like, you know, man, I'm actually loving my favorite song. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but, but yeah, like, you know, Lolly's lyrics are lame, and then this is this is something here. I do think it's pretty funny that the Trend Killers themselves basically made a new metal record. That even has a few rap verses on it. Mm, mm, mm. Huh. Mm. Interesting, interesting conundrum there. So. Hold on there. Anyway, it's in here somewhere on the song. Right, right. You know, it's got that cadence to it. That's a fucking rap verse. Um, and hmm. so hmm. I have to point that out. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. It's like, did you guys made a big deal about this? I didn't, I didn't make a big deal about this. You made a big deal about this. Um, I'm just reading what you said, dude. That's all. Yeah, like you literally called your album the Great Southern Treadkill, and then you called it reinventing the steel. And then three years later, you're. Well, we know they didn't reinvent fucking shit. Yeah, yeah, like that's you, you, you know, like that's like like Sabbath's last record with Ozzy was called "Never Say Die." (laughs) You can't do that. You can't do that. (laughs) It's not allowed. History has shown that you can't make declarations. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's that's pretty much all I got for 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 Damage Plan. Yeah, it's not a bad album. No. I'm gonna say it's not a bad album. No, I. It's just I, not what a. This is not what I want. I want to listen to really. There's aspects of it that that I have a I, that I have a definite soft spot for because I have a soft spot for that kind of thing. You right. know what I mean? Which which I think I think it's gonna come up when we talk about. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Yeah. Um, and to your point earlier, like I think it's fucking cool that they went and did this. Right, and and it's so. like the greatest. I'm I'm really I'm stuck. You need to help me out here, okay? I'm stuck on a divergence of like, do I talk about? Fuck it. We're going to stick chronic chronological. Okay. okay. Because the because the, 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 the real tragedy of this is I didn't get to hear what the second damage plan record was. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah. Because they were touring for this record and Dimebag was fucking murdered. Yes. You know? And that... Yep. What what more is there to say than, yeah, fucking tragic. Absolutely. So what were you doing? <laughs> um, do you remember when you when you found out? God, I don't. What, was it me calling you? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I was I probably saw it on the internet at that point. I saw I remember seeing it on Blabbermouth. Yeah. I think I saw it on, on like a message board or some shit. And I remember compartmentalizing it because it was it was close to finals. And I remember mm. like I can't deal with I can't I remember like I'm gonna put that to the side. And yeah. I'm not gonna process that. But then I remember um calling Jeremy. I must have called you too. And I'm sure. I'm sure. And and you you must have not wanted to, but me and Jeremy went up to the memorial in Arlington. And right. Why didn't I d- Fuck, man. There's I, no way I didn't call you. No, you definitely did. Thank uh, God. <laughs> You're yeah, like, I, yeah, I always wonder why you didn't call me, you asshole. 18, I wanted to go too. 18 years later. What the fuck, man? Uh, Payback time. <laughs> Break your studio, bitch. I'm going to flip this. It's too heavy. I can't. <laughs> this, yeah, this, is, yeah, this is a real... I had to... I had to... When I was building this table... I, I, and putting the shit back on, I had to like get the neighbor to come over. Like, hey, is any, any of you guys home to come over and help me flip this motherfucker over? Any of you guys who don't get hernias regularly? Can we pick up this giant slab? Yeah, this is it's a hearty table. Yeah, I don't remember what the hell I was doing. It was 2000, late 2004. Yeah, December 2004. I, I don't fucking know offhand. If I thought about it, I'm sure I could come up with it. But there was some reason I couldn't go. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, you told me all about it after the fact, and yeah, it was wild. Yeah, um, but uh, I do remember how you know it's been so long now. I mean, shit, it's been almost twenty years. Yep. Um, uh, but at the time, I mean, and for like probably like ten, maybe even fifteen years or something afterwards. At least for the first ten, it just it was just always like this is just. Something that just shouldn't have happened. This is just not what was supposed to happen. Was always how I thought about it. It, was always, it always had this measure of unreality to it. Like, that's not what was supposed to happen. Like, Dime was supposed to, like, grow old. And be, like, this elder, like, Santa Claus of metal. And... And then tragically die. Like, he was supposed to die like Lemmy did. Yeah. You know? Because, like, you, like, you couldn't have asked for a better elder statesman. Exactly. Of metal guitar playing. Yeah. Yeah. Or 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 even, like, Van Halen, you know, or something. Like, like he was... He wasn't supposed to be executed on stage, you know? Um, and, and it just... It was... It was just unbelievable... Um, and it was, and it was unbelievable for many, many years, uh, to come afterwards. And, uh, now it's just, it's just, it's just part of the background, right? You don't think about it much, but, 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 man, when I think about that at that time, man, it was devastating in, um, in such a 
unique and terrible way. Because even when like Cliff Burton died, like that was an accident. <laughs> yeah. You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's so insane, Li- so absolutely insane what happened to him. Yeah, because I mean that doesn't happen. No. Also, like musicians, rock stars, any any type of music, musicians die all the time. Right. But this doesn't happen. Mm-mm. This is such a wildly bizarre uh, circumstance. Yeah. Like, that, like, yeah. Yeah, and I, and so I remember, you know, so we went up to the memorial. I remember very strange things about it. I remember, like, standing in line, it being really cold. Hmm. Because uh, it used to get cold in the beginning of December, twenty years ago in Texas, like really cold. Yeah, I guess in Dallas it gets colder than here. But um, and I remember Jeremy being like, "You just gotta let it get you. Quit fighting it." Like he said some shit like that. Then I still think about it. I still think about it. You know, um, like okay, I'm cold. <sighs> okay, that's better. I'm Wait, just, I'm still cold. I'm just gonna be cold. <laughs> Like, it's more of like a mental, you know, like more of a like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm going to stop doing all this bullshit, you know. Um, why can't I feel my fingers? <laughs> no, right. uh, <laughs> Actually, it's still a problem. Shit. Uh, but I remember that. I remember, I remember there being a sign on the door that said like entering this build, building as consent to being filmed. Hmm. You know, I remember seeing that and you go in and it was like a convention center. And um, the first sort of third of the room was like roped off and it was like chairs mm-hmm. and that's where all the famous motherfuckers were. Right. Um, and the last two thirds of the room was just open and that's where all of us were. You had to get tickets to this? No, we just went, we you just went just to went. where it was. Okay. Like I, I found, had the address, I printed it off on MapQuest and we just fucking drove to fucking Arlington, found it and fucking went in, you know? Right. Um, and, you know, and, and, and Jerry Cantrell was there, and he, he sang, you know, like him and some other dudes sang a lot of songs, mm-hmm. um, which was real nice. That was a lot of it. That was, like, a lot of the time was really, was just Jerry Cantrell performing. Uh, oh, wow. Actually. Okay. And there was a dude who was singing along as if he was auditioning to be in the next singer in Alice in Chains. <laughs> like, he was beside us, huh. and he and he was singing at the top of his oh, lungs. Oh, in the audience. In the audience. Okay. Yeah, in the audience. And he was just going for it. And he uh, sounded great, too. Was it that dude? <laughs> it was not William Duvall. William Duvall, there you <laughs> no, go. Okay. No, it was not. Okay. Um, and But it, it was wild, and, and they... You know, and different people kept coming out and talking, and you, you there was all, there was all this in you. You felt like you were that Phil, like you. There was all this sense, like there was a tension in the air of like, oh, Phil, you know, maybe Phil's here. You know what I mean? Right. And he and and he wasn't. He was not there. Yeah. Because because at the time they had basically had a huge falling out. Right, and the family was very specific. Of, like you say, the fuck away, you piece of shit. Right. I remember. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Um and. You know, I remember I remember Nick Bocott came out and he told a story about Dime at um like Dime doing a clinic at like some guitar shop. Mm-hmm. 
and there was like some kid who like came up afterwards and was like, oh, I love, you know, man, I do to love, you know, you know, and Dom's like, well, you play, man. You know, and the, and the kid's like, oh, no, you know, I don't, I don't, have, I don't have a guitar. And he's like, where's your dad? <laughs> you know, or some shit like that. And he's like, you got to get this guy a guitar, man. You know, some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the dad was like, can't do it. He, like, like he couldn't afford it. Yeah. You know, basically. Right. And Dom was like, all right, cool, 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 cool. And then, like, when it sort of died down you know like he grabbed someone from the staff and he was like see those two don't let those two leave blah 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 and he waited till everyone had left you know and and he and he like just bought a guitar for the kid he was like here here's yours take it home and it, it wasn't like some like he got the kid what he needed right like he didn't like here's my signature dime photo op blah right he he, he made sure no one was around like he didn't do this for anyone he did it for that kid, right? This is this wasn't so anyone would see him do this. Exactly. exactly. This was because he thought that kid needed a guitar. Yeah, yeah. And like, was it fucking two hundred dollars to him? Was that fucking matter? You right. know what I mean? And 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 then he also like he didn't want to make a spectacle of it, and he didn't make it about him, you know. And you but know. also, you're you know you're buying this because your dad can't afford it, and you don't want to make him feel bad about that. Right. You don't want to embarrass him in front of his. So my little man here needs a guitar, and you know his dad's falling on hard times, probably because he's a loser. But don't worry, your uncle Dimes here is gonna give the kid a guitar. Oh, I don't know who you sound like right now, but it's somebody in the back of my mind that's really you're you latched onto something there that really made me. Anyway, uh, yeah, it, it that was good. It's like know. the average between Dime Bag and like Macho Man or some shit. I, I think it's Macho Man actually. <laughs> your Uncle Dime, yeah. So your Uncle Dime, and then there's a little. He's bit not of... the cream of the crop. Rises <laughs> <laughs> to the top. Oh. oh man. And so Nick came out and told that story. Um, Zach was there and talked mm-hmm. talked for a while. Uh, Eddie Van Halen was there and made an ass of himself. Right, right, right. Um, which I think I told before, but I'll tell it again. But but he, he like played a voicemail, which was really moving and crazy. Because he's like, here's Dime's voice on Eddie Van Halen's fucking cell phone. In 2004. <laughs> so nutty. Right. right. Um, but it was like a voicemail that Dime had left him like days prior. Or yeah, because like yeah, yeah. Dime back just calls Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> you uh, know? Of course he does. Um, <laughs> yes, he does. Of course he does. And so... But then, like, because Eddie was really coked out of his head and was really, really drunk, and it was really hard for Eddie to understand that it wasn't the Eddie show. Mm. And so there was a lot of time that was taken out of him. Like, a a big, huge chunk of time of the event was Eddie, like, just kind of drunk and mumbling and shit like that. And, like, Zach is trying to, like, find words. And Eddie's just... (laughs) And so then Zach finally, like, yelled... Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Yelling at Eddie Van Halen to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, it was it's like, this is one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. Like, this is up yeah. there whenever I saw Little Richard perform a wedding and Little Richard said, marriage is about God and love. It's <laughs> about Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. It's the real fucking thing that I saw. <clears throat> what, what year was that? 
That was in like 2007, 2006. Oh. So at Delta Downs, right? Okay. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, like 20, like 20 couples got married at the same fucking time. Yeah. Holy um, shit. Fucking little Richard. Um, yeah, I got that phone call and was like, hey, man, are you, are you free tonight? You know, like someone couldn't come. Do you want to come see little Richard Mary? Yes. Yes. I'm there. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, All right. Wop, wop, a loop, say I do. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what he said? No, 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 no. Oh, no. I bet he did. No, man, I was sitting there with my friend Chris Crucial, and, like, his friend was texting him all these fucking jokes the whole fucking time. Um, wow. Okay. But, yeah, like, some of the most bizarre things I've seen with people, like, with a microphone in front of their face, like, Zach Wilde telling anybody else to shut the fuck up, and then Little Richard, like, taking the opportunity... <laughs> To, to, to bash gay people, those right. are up there Yeah, with, like, the most surreal things I've seen people stay safe from a fucking stage. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then Rex came out and, and, man, you know, he, he couldn't really find the words, you know, to express anything. And, and in, his, in his autobiography, he talks about, like, feeling, like, really rushed and, like, really pressed for time and, like, that there was, like, a strip club DJ guy that was emceeing it and was, like, you know, you gotta hurry up, blah, 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 blah. Which I think there was, like, a radio DJ, the guy who was, like, basically emceeing it. But, but huh. because by the time it got to, like, well, we're gonna let Rex talk, like, Eddie had fucking, like, taken up so, you know what I mean? Right. So like Rex is out there and this dude's probably like well, with curfew and blah blah blah, you know. But anyway. Mm. But yeah, so I I just remember like how Rex looked and his face and everything like that and it's just it's, it's fucked up. And then oh, I'm probably gonna take the headphones off to fucking say this. <laughs> um so then Vinny came out. Right. And uh, and he came he came out and he came out like with like a force. Like he didn't walk out on stage and like wave his hands. Like he came he came marching out. And he uh, he had a he might have had it in his hand at the time, or maybe he got it afterwards or something like that. Mm -hmm. But he had a cutout. Of dime, like a cardboard cutout of dime or some shit like that. Like a life size. Yeah, yeah, okay. like the shit you would see, like at like, like a in like a in guitar a, center or some shit. Yeah, or like that you would see of like a model in like a convenience store Bud Light <laughs> ad or something okay, like that. Okay, yes. Like a, you know, and he said, "All I want to hear right <laughs> now is this is what I'm is what I hear every night is what I've heard every night when I go on stage." Yeah. Dime, dime. That's all he said to the crowd. And every and you know all of us. Everybody just, obliged, of course. Uh, as loud as we could. That like that was all he wanted. And just like seeing this man, like just come out and and just <sighs> just want to see that that love for his brother. That's all he wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just wanted to. He just wanted. He just wanted to hear, and like. Like, and it's like, what a goddamn special human. What a special brother. What an incredible person that, that like, his favorite part of of, of the show right. when right, he right, played right. Was, was hearing the audience chant his brother's name. <laughs> yes. 
you know, and that was all he wanted was to hear that one last time, you know. Right, right. And fucking crazy. <sighs> yeah. So I, 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 I wish you were still with us, Dime. Saying, saying crazy shit. I wish you were still here saying problematic. I wish you were here. I wish I was doing an episode about the racist shit that Dimebag says. Um, <laughs> on accident. That's a whole man. I would, I would, I, I would much rather be doing that. Sure. You know. Sure. Yeah. I'd much rather like, like, God damn it, Dime was head, hanging out with Ted Nugent again, and this is what they fucking said. God damn it, dude. You were really good at guitar uh, 25 years ago. And you haven't made a fucking record that made it meant shit to me in two decades. You shut the fuck up. You're making Texans look bad, you red beard bastard. Like, I'd much rather be doing that. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Then, or whatever. <sighs> I don't think Don would have gone that far. But, I don't either. But I see what you're saying. I don't either. But I'm just, I'm just I know, saying. I know. You yeah. know, like, it. Any 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 alternative anything is, else is would have been better than <clears throat> literally nothing. Yeah. Yes. So for sure. Yep. I don't know what else to say about that. Uh, um. So subject change, <laughs> not subject change. We're gonna pivot a tone change. Okay. <clears throat> so after this, Vinny started the. Band hell yeah. Um, How long after that was it? I'm looking right now. Okay, okay. I want to say it was a little while. Not long enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, 2006. Oh, okay. That's not 2006. I was thinking like 09 or something, but okay. Yeah. Um. And so. They um <sighs> this band. So this was Vinny and Chad from Mudvayne. Greg and from, Greg from Mudvayne. Mm-hmm. So singer and guitarist. And and Tom Maxwell from Nothing Face. On other guitar? Yeah. And then Bobzilla? No, at he, some point? He, he didn't he didn't I don't think he He was later. Maybe he was. Maybe he did. I don't know. Maybe he did. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. He 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 did. Maybe he was there in the beginning. Okay. Um, he was there at some point. I know. I just don't know what. what yeah, point. I think he was there in the beginning. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. No, no, no. He wasn't. But he did fill in. Oh no. Okay. He was there from 2007, 2014. So yeah, he was there for much. Okay. Just not the very, very. Beginning. Just not the first record. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. That's okay. why I don't associate it. Um, I, the, the name Bobzilla sticks out to me. So how yeah. could it not? Yeah, yeah. How could it not? Excuse me. So yeah, I remember when hearing about the band, when hearing this band was gonna happen, I was like, well, how can this not be amazing? <laughs> because, because fuck, man, Mudvayne's one of my favorite bands. Um, but at this time, Mudvayne had kind of like waned for me, you know, because there was LD Fifty that came out, which we're gonna do a whole episode about that. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the next record was like, this is pretty great. Yeah. And that third record was like, I like some of these songs, but not the same way that I like the other ones. What are y'all doing? (laughs) What are you guys doing? And then it was like, oh, Chad, you know, like the guys from Mudvayne and Vinnie Paul have a band. Okay. Mm -hmm. What's it called? (laughs) Can, Can you tell me the name? 
It's called Hell Yeah. Uh, and I instantly, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I was, oh, this video got a new band called Damn Straight. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I haven't I haven't looked into it, but like, did Vinny come up with a name? I don't know. Because it seems like something he, like, just call it Hell Yeah, man. Yeah, Damage Plan. Like, yeah, like, when you look at his career, it's well, like. Well, so I didn't realize that Damage Plan was initially meant to be called Newfound Power. As oh. a band name. Oh, okay. And then for some reason they had to not do that anymore. Mm. And so that was the album and then went with Damage Plan. I see. So I guess that would have been better because Damage Plan is just not a great name. Newfound Power is a way worse name. That's a, terrib- it- that's a terrible band name. Okay. I guess I don't know which way to go with this. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't have any real opinion on it either way. But I, I, I just know that like. Yeah, Listen, I, I, I just know that Hell Yeah is not a very good name. I mean, neither is Pantera. It's not. It, the band makes the name. The band makes the name. Famously, Corn is like the example, that's, right? That, that's the. Well, you, how did you say it? The Ur example. The Ur example. There you go. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, absolutely true. So. Um, hell yeah. Okay, so here's. <sighs> I'm sorry, Vinny. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, all right, so hell yeah. When it's good, it's good, but it's rarely that for me. I like the songs that sound like Mudvayne ballad, mud ballads or Mudvayne stomps, but with Vinny on drums. I really, really dig that. Yeah. Um, I can't stand the ones that are generic metal songs with screamed country lyrics. I've never been able to stand those. I can't stand them. I can't stomach them now. I put one on that playlist as an example like the drink drink drunk or whatever because it's 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 part of what they do whatever it's better than that song alcohol and ass um that's hauling like you're hauling hauling you're you're alcoholing ass yes yeah 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 yeah. but also (laughs) alcohol and ass (laughs) oh so clever um so (laughs) i I did listen to that whole playlist you gave the five five cool cool Cool, good. So, um, yeah, for, for reference, I had never really cared much for Hell Yeah at all. Yep. So I just never listened to much of it. So, and the and even the songs with the hook, whose hooks I really, really like, do kind of seem to peter out in the middle. Um, I guess they're just trying to really get those serious rotations. They're like liquid metal or whatever, you know, whatever the rock and metal radio stations are on Sirius. They wanted plays on there. Mm. Now, here's the other thing. When I say Mudvayne Bows, I mean like the, like the song Happy and shit like that, or like okay, you know, yeah, um, like the stuff they were making towards the end of their career. Because yeah, there really wasn't anything like that on LD. Fucking none. So <laughs> none of that. So yeah, yeah. Um, and there's there's this one here because we were um, because it came up earlier when we were when we were talking about uh Parks and Rec. Oddly <laughs> enough. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, uh, let me find it. Uh, where are you at, Mudvayne? Um, where you at, Mudvayne? Where you at, Mudvayne? So, but yeah, and so even like the Mudvayne ballads, um, I guess it's like, no, it's not that one. Um, I'm, 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 whatever. There's a, there's a like, I, th- I think it's this one. Hold on, sorry. I don't, I don't, yep, that's it.
<laughs> Stand in the place where you live. <laughs> oh, is that? Okay, there we go. I see. <laughs> that's, that's what I got you. Think um, <laughs> but, um, Stand in the closet and scream with me. But yeah, so like this is the thing, okay? Like the the Mudvayne ballads that I like, I like them the same way that I like some Five Finger Death Punch songs. Okay. Which is begrudgingly. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> um, with a huge, with a heaping spoonful of regret. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> like, like in the sense that, like, I worry, like, I, uh, I do like this. I am self-aware enough to understand that I like this, but I also maybe wonder what's wrong with me that I like this as much as I do. Okay, um, I got you. I understand. You know, because it's it's pop music for angry special boys, <laughs> which is a big deal of what my personality is. <laughs> so, you know, um, I'm I'm just not angry about the things that the average person in a five finger death punch audience is angry about anymore. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I hate that band's image, but goddamn, Ivan Moody's a really, really great singer. And I really, really love the band he was in before five finger death punch called Moto Grader. Oh, okay. That album, the first Moto Grader album is like the gem of the new metal genre. It is, it is one of the best new metal albums ever made. Ooh. Okay. Um, I've heard of them, but I don't know that I've heard of them for sure. He's great at what he does, man. He's a great vocalist. Um, writes great melodies, blah, 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 all that sort of stuff. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I have a soft spot for that bullshit. So, right. like, whenever they do that, like, on the on that playlist, like the song, like, Human or, like, Love Falls or whatever, like, I'm a sucker for it. Gotcha. I dig it. I don't know that it's art, but I really <laughs> like listening to it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I like that song X the same way that I like, you know, like I'm like, oh, those upbeats and the, you know, like it's, I, I like Chad Gray's voice. And so it's like, if you have Chad Gray doing Chad Gray shit in mm-hmm. like a certain fucking tempo mm-hmm. to where I can't tell how lame the lyrics are, I'm going to fucking like it. Well, see, the problem is when they go and do lyric videos, then you can very clearly <laughs> tell how lame the lyrics You're are. You're supposed to watch them. <laughs> well, so I watched the one for Human and I was like, they really want to beat you over the head with how clever he's trying to be with these lyrics. They're not. It's did you, not. Like, did you watch that? Like, no. No. I just listened to it. So the whole thing about that song is that in every line of the every verse, they put a word in there and then add it somewhere else. But they – God, what's – I can't even think of a good example. Um, you don't need to. Do you <laughs> – no, no, no. I'm do, looking up. Do I'm, I stand in the fucking place where we live? In the closet? In the closet where I scream? Actually, did I leave it on here? I think I might have had it pulled up. No, I had it. I had. Hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so I had the hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. I had those lyrics pulled up because I want to talk about those as well. Okay. Or, or, just, ref, or just, you know, acknowledge them. But. Um. It's a hook. I, I heard that song like a few times a few years ago, and I still remembered it. Okay, you know what so, I mean? so, so lyrics to human are like, like I don't want to shit on this. It's it's whatever. It, it is, is what it is. is. And and I think I think so. That, that, that's the main takeaway from hell yeah. Like we're shitting on it. We're having a good time or whatever right now. I don't think that band was for, was was formed for us. No, no, not at all. Like they they so. weren't they weren't 
they weren't they were for a specific purpose and they they went and did it and that's yeah fine. yeah yeah yeah. and part of that i really respect that in a sense because it's like yeah. i think more like vinnie had vinnie vinnie owned restaurants and strip clubs and shit. he didn't fucking right. play drums for money right anymore and i and i i think that more than anything that he and these other guys they wanted to be in a band that fucking worked that functioned that didn't have to deal with a bunch of fucking drama, like a guys that like, yeah, we're committed to like music is our life and we're committed to go out and playing music on stage in front of people. Yeah. And all these dudes were like seasoned professionals. Right. And, and I respect yeah, that. Totally. And, and, and uh, before we, cause I am willing to talk a lot of shit about this band. And I'm willing and ready and able. Okay. <laughs> so let's before go. Before we do that. But I'm acknowledging <clears throat> this cause. I did happen to see these guys live on accident once. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like playing at the bodega that you walked into. They were so, just fucking there that's I'm, on the corner. I was in Dallas to see Rammstein. Okay. Okay. That's and, a good reason to be in Dallas. <laughs> and 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 it wasn't listed who was opening or anything like that. Oh. I didn't know. Oh, interesting. I okay. didn't know. It didn't say it on the ticket. It wasn't anywhere. Um and 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 I'm like, I don't know who the fuck is gonna fucking who's I get some other band is playing before I have no idea who the fuck it is. And then I, you know, it, it's very much like the Woodlands Pavilion. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I just, um, and so, but then I see like a guy in a bandana. Oh, with like a handlebar side stage. <laughs> and uh, I'm like in the seats, but like kind of towards the back, not like up front, up front, but like kind of, you know what I mean? And and dude, like my 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 physiology changed. Like my body. You're like spider senses started to. I was like, oh, it's pity. <laughs> like so, as much. <laughs> like he, the, the the man was so important to me that just like seeing him and being in like the same like hundred yard proximity of him like fucked with my body. <laughs> okay, I was like, oh, you know. Oh God. And then, uh, and then they came, and then they, then they, you know, I was like, oh my god, it's videos, oh my god, I'm gonna see Vinny play, I'm gonna see fucking people, you know, and and they were amazing live, cool. and Chad Grace sounded fucking amazing, and he came out, and I, I had a lot more respect for Chad for like the I guess like tw their image towards the end because Chad Grace like here's here's my here's my red dyed hair and here's my this and blah 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 and my nail polish and shit and I'm like, good. Because that's who you really are, Chad. Yeah. Take off that fucking cowboy hat before I take it off for you. God damn it. I know you're from Peoria. Um, <laughs> they ain't have cowboys in Illinois. And, and so, and, and, and he was amazing. And he was an amazing front man. And he said amazing things um, that you wouldn't normally hear. And, I, and I've seen Mudvayne play a lot. I was able to see them play it live several times, and and that was a pretty consistent thing about him is that he would like slow the show down to to like say shit you never heard other people say that was really gracious hmm. and felt really important about like taking the time to to I don't know like just a, appreciate things or taking the time to to thank the road crew and hmm. all the people behind the scenes that make this shit happen just cool just stuff you just wouldn't normally. That, that like a dude that's fucking jumping off of a drum riser with a fucking red mohawk and shit is you don't imagine him like stopping the show to be to, to say that shit. So yeah, lots of respect for that dude. Um, and so, yeah, they were amazing. They were amazing live. Cool. Um, all right. Let's talk some shit.
Like Vinny, Vinny's playing on all this stuff sounded fucking incredible. The drums sound so good. Like the drums sound huge at every turn and like, incredible, huge. Yes, and all huge that huge and Vinny like like yeah fucking a. And again, a testament to like, the, like the, the, that's that that's what Vinny wanted to be doing. Yeah, you know, I don't know, man. Maybe he's like, I don't want to do all this shit anymore. It's just hard. <laughs> It doesn't matter. It, they, they didn't. They didn't come across in these songs then, because there's a lot of fucking double bass in some of these songs. Fair enough. Fucking killing it. So, um, anyway, shitting on the lyrics to human. Uh, <laughs> back to this. Uh, anyway, what they do in this song is they take a word. So, like, I defy your defiance. It's all lies in alliance. Okay. Yeah. It it's does. that the whole. It's the whole way down. It's turtles all the way down. It does do that with that. Yeah. Uh, you drove the stake in my worst mistake. Now I'm the one left alone, one alone, mm-hmm. right? So it's a very visual. So when you watch the lyric video, They're they really, highlight these words oh, at no. every turn. And I was like, look, they really just wanted to get this across. That's funny. Because like, <laughs> I just found that hilarious. I, I, I like the song, like, unironically. And I'm like, I got it. It's like, but I never, I never put that together. I never would have if it had not been for that video. For lyric video. And it's not like it's bad. It's just kind of nonsensical at times at worst, really. It's it seems like That's a it. it seems like a odd coat hanger for a song. Like a odd an odd idea. Yeah. An odd lyrical idea of like, yeah, I am gonna build a whole song around this little nested thing. Cause if it's they are saying things from time to time in this song, but it, it seems like he said, I'm gonna write lyrics that do this visually. Right. It's interesting to like. It's weird to like take it to that degree, right? You yeah, know what I mean, because uh, yeah, everyone does the kind of thing of like I, you know, I and I for I or whatever and shit, like <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, or or like the 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 last word of a phrase becomes the first word of the next phrase, and yeah, yeah there's sure. all kinds of cool shit you can do. Right, right, right. Uh, but like, no, 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 no. The last word of every phrase will be the first word of every next <laughs> phrase. We, we will have this word in there twice, but in different contexts. Yeah, like if he, if it was oh, just the okay. I defy your defiance, that would have been that that cool. <laughs> like that would have been <laughs> cool. fine. You, you did one, you know. All right. Um, cause I, I remember hearing that lyric and I'm like, I, I, okay, I dig it. I'm fine. I'm good with that. But I couldn't, under, that's, you know, Chad Grace, save a grace is like, he's not, his voice sounds amazing. It's not the most articulate fellow though. So you can't, you can't like pick out a lot of the, of the nuance yeah. of that sort of shit. So right. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But I mean, listen, mm. if you don't give a shit, you get your hell yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Throwing um, fist in the pit, you get your hell yeah. Think you're fucking with this? Well, hell no. Balls, well, hell no. balls, volume, strength. Get you, come on. I'm so torn. Drinking beer, smoking weed, you get your hell yeah. Got a bruised attitude, you get your hell yeah. Think you're fucking with this? Well, hell, well, hell no. <laughs> Balls, volume, strength, get you come on. Get you come on. Questionable on that one. Is it like, get you, come on? I don't know. That's what I'm questioning. Because uh, otherwise, anyway. Yeah, I, I feel I'm like. Not, it's just a fucking silly chorus is all. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it the rhythmically it's a hook. It's, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so um <clears throat> I'm going to I'm going to look up the the drink drink drunk lyrics. Um cuz I remember just like listening to those. That was that was hard. I, I, I appreciate that they busted out a Dr. Seuss-ism for that, though. Did they really? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Grinch. Stink, stink, stunk. <sighs> you, you can get fuck, fuck, fucked. <laughs> fuck, fake, and poop. Fu- yeah, fuck. Um, fuck. Um, drink, drink, drunk. Yeah, like, the thing is, is that... <laughs> If this was, yeah, let's get fucked up till we fall down. So everybody get drink, drink, drunk right now. Let's get tore up. Uh, yeah, it's so hard to even read these. Um, oh, this is it. This is the one. Oh God. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, do it. There's two reasons that we showed up here to party and to party and kick some ass, and we're almost out of beer. This is the thing. If you had that lyric delivered, like with a dude like singing over some acoustic country ass guitar, and with like some just full drums and shit like that, a breakdown of a song, it would be, it would be killer and awesome, and 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 a hell of a time to see live. It would kind of make sense. It would be like you know, okay, this. There's two reasons we showed up here, you know, like that kind of fucking to party and kick some ass and we're almost out of beer like that. You know, if you had like that kind of thing to it, man, it would. Well, it's like when you're like going like full vein on it, <laughs> apostrophe vein, you know, um, <clears throat> I, I, I need to get the cadence in my head because I don't remember it because because. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Yeah. There you go. Like, we're almost out of beer. Like that's Yeah. Is that how you is that 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 that's not how those lyric like the emotion of those lyrics like how are you how do you and I think like that's that's a big problem I have with a lot of the lyrical content of the of of the band. Yeah. You know? Like some like just in general n- there are a few things that turn me off quicker than lyrics that are saying how badass you are mm. or how much your ass you're going to kick or how much better <sighs> you are than somebody else. Yeah, sure. I just don't ever want to hear it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it can be done in a way that's like funny or, you know, knowing or like wink, wink, whatever. Right. But it, like you're saying here, if it's just like I'm screaming it at you so clearly I mean it. Yeah. It just doesn't work. For and there's me. a there's a I have a disconnect too with it, especially because it's because it's Chad Gray and he made L D fifty. Uh-huh. And so there's a there's kind of a big disconnect for me because that record is is a very um an extremely intellectual psychedelic philosophical existential crisis i you know sure. aggressive cosmic void hopeless yeah. intense <clears throat> record 
And you know what? He's a bad motherfucker for have made part of to have for have being made part of it. If and that's all but he you know ever what? did. I don't want to hear him scream that at me. I don't want him to tell me how badass of a motherfucker he is. Because <laughs> then I don't care anymore. What? And and so it's like I just I just have a hard time like believing that the guy that's like, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah. am everything, I am nothing, you know, is also like you know, drink, drink, drunk. That <laughs> sure, yeah, like yeah. it's like, dude, you wrote a whole song about like listing off like different medications. You know what I mean, mm. like pharmacopoeia or or whatever. And it's like I just, and so that is a big problem with me for mm. me for me because it's like, okay, I I I have your first few records, Chad and Greg. I know that y'all like dressing up. Are you dressing up as Texans right now? Is that what you're doing? Well, I mean, yes. Because <laughs> I ran into Greg at a show once. Um, and 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 like I've said, like LD50 is well, like the most is a, is an incredible, important record for me. But when I saw this dude, and he's all decked out in denim, and my fucking state, my fucking city. <laughs> Ain't gonna fly here, Bubba. I was like, I have nothing. I have nothing for you, Greg. I have nothing fucking for you. If you just would have looked fucking normal, then I would tell you how much you influenced me and how important you are to my fucking life. Since you're wearing all this stuff, since you're dressed like my fucking dad. I, I don't. I, I don't. I'm later, dude. You know, and. It it rubbed me the wrong fucking way to see Chad and Greg in cowboy hats and fucking denim and like, you know, and it's like, all right, dude, I, I mean, okay, well, Vinny gives you the okay, so I guess it's okay, but because if anyone could christen somebody as an honorary Texan, it's Vinny fucking Paul, but Jesus Christ, guys. <laughs> so... It doesn't. That's the. That's a, that thing. It doesn't. A lot of it doesn't feel genuine to me. Yeah, I. And maybe maybe they don't fucking care if it does or not. Maybe it's just like we're gonna make a party band. But in that case, yeah. I still I don't care. Right. Yeah. It, it goes back to the other thing. It's not for us. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that's fine. No, it's not for. That's us. fine. It's not for us. I'm not saying it's bad. I just don't care. It's not for us. Um, since we're gonna talk about just real quick, if we're talking about. The guys from Mudvayne's look, this fucking picture on title is hilarious to me because it's like the most like sneering new metal dudes you could possibly oh, imagine. Yeah, it's so sure. hilariously goofy. Like, for sure. Oh. I was fucking cackling at this the other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's from the that's from their third. The, the it seems third like it's album, a later on the thing. third album era. Yeah, yeah, obviously no face paint and shit. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just yeah, like yeah. them going. Urgh. Yeah. Something's, but they they like smells bad in here, right? They weren't like I remember when I saw them when they were touring for their second record, and Ryan like they were already sort of like like they weren't married to that <clears throat> idea the way that like Slipknot was, right? For instance, like fucking Ryan came out with a goddamn paper bag on his head, right? 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 I remember that. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the thing you know yeah like um for them so 
Yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah, so anyway. And this is another thing, too. Um, the, the Nothing Face record, Skeletons, is also one of my favorite records also. Oh, yeah. So it's just so odd that you – I mean – what a great juxtaposition between Hell Yeah and Down. Yeah. Like a super group that is very super, super group that is very meh. Well, it's like... For us, at least. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's almost like... I guess that's what really does it for me, is like, Hell Yeah just makes it seem like a caricature. It does. Really, whereas not, not so directly the same things that they're going for, but down just seems like such a genuine thing. Yeah. Like that's just what they are. This you is couldn't what they're fake doing. That. You couldn't fake. That's the thing is like, is it feels like anyone, <clears throat> it feels like anyone could have written hell yeah songs, could have written hell yeah lyrics. And right. then you just have Vinny, pl Vinny play drums and Chad sing. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Yeah. This is not very interesting. That's all. Yeah. So, but they were killer live. Cool. I had a great every fucking second that they were playing, you know. I wouldn't mind seeing them play a live show. Yeah. Seeing those dudes play some music Exactly. Because Vinny and Chad are fucking legends. And seeing them do anything on stage is going to is gonna be good. Sure. Um, So. And that, those drums sounded fucking great. They sound everything great. that I heard. They sound great. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Vinny also died. Which sucked. Not as tragic, but still sudden. It wasn't a dramatic. It, it wasn't an execution. It wasn't an execution. <laughs> so, it, wasn't, it wasn't murder. Yeah. Um, but two. You know which? What year was that? Wasn't that long? I guess four, that... four, four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I was gonna say like seventeen, but maybe that's too far. My sense of time is fucked these yeah, days. Yeah. Same. Um. 2018, yeah, four years okay. ago. Okay, right around there. Oh wow. Oh, that's why. That's why I don't. That's why it didn't hit me very hard at the time. Is because Max was a few months old, so I was sure. I was wrapped up in you that lack of sleep. You had things going on. So, but I, but I, I, I there was another episode when we talked about Norm Macdonald dying, mm -hmm. and we, um, I talked about how Neil. Peart's death hit me harder than Vinny's, even though Vinny was a much bigger influence, um, because, you know, like the image that Vinny put forth was that he was a real party hard kind of guy, and so if you hear about a real party hard kind of guy, like having some heart shit happen, you're like, well, it's kind of probably only did, a matter of time, you know. And the thing is, like, we don't really know how hard. He partied. That's just the image that was put forth, or right. whatever, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's just what you think when you hear that, right? Yeah. And and whereas like Neil, you knew that Neil like was like took very good care of himself, was not a man of excess, and all that sort of shit like that. And so you always thought that Neil was just going to like always okay, cool. Rush isn't touring anymore, but Neil's going to like keep writing articles about like the history of drumming and shit like that. Do you know what I mean? And Buddy Rich tributes and this and that. Like, Neil's going to always have something insightful and valuable to say because he is a, you know, a, a scholar and a statesman and a diplomat and a, 
you know, and uh, fishing out over the written word. And there's going to always be great articles that Neil's going to write for drum magazines and shit like that, you know, and it just always felt like Neil was going to always be around. Um, <clears throat> so his passing was really shocking for me. Yeah. Um, so, and I don't know, I feel almost guilty that I wasn't like crushed by Vinny's death since he's such a huge influence on me, but. I mean, that shit just hits different at different times, right? Like, like I don't think I was nearly as affected by Dime even passing as mm. you were, mm. which I find very interesting because, like, mm. he influenced me hugely. Right. Like, he was, like, the, he was probably the primary reason I picked up a guitar mm. at all. Mm. Uh, but, like, we, like when we were talking about fucking Norm MacDonald, like, that hit me hard. Right. So it's, I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't know how to quantify that stuff. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, that is that there. Yeah, there have been other times like I like you're saying about Vinny, like throughout the years where I'm like, this person was objectively a huge influence on me in some mm -hmm. way or another, but it's just, for some reason it just didn't hit me as hard. Right, right. As I as I would expect it to have. So I think it all. I think part of it has to have with, unfortunately, you know how relevant that person's art is to you at the time of their passing. And Dime's <clears throat> art was extremely relevant to me at the time of his passing. Mm. Um, and Vinny, not as much. You know, like Vinny had already done all the influencing on me that he was going to do, mm. you know, um, so to speak. Uh, and so maybe that's that's like the kind of maybe yeah. dirty dirty aspect about it, you know what I mean? Um, whereas like you were actively enjoying Norm's comedy and what Norm was putting out, you know what I mean? So like the, oh, this is going to sound fucked up. I'm not sad about not hearing the next Vinny record because I already don't listen to Hell Yeah because I don't like them. <clears throat> um, yeah. but there's a loss for like if, if there's like you know a comedian you're really into you're like i don't get that anymore you know yeah I, I, maybe that's part of it like i mean for for my part like i didn't really like the damage plan album at the time even mm -hmm. and i didn't really like reinventing the steel very much you're like fuck it dumb you're dead to me so <laughs> like even if i had said that which i didn't but even if i had there's still a decade's worth of the most influential music from that man. Right. For me. He defined fucking like the next <laughs> two decades of guitar. Yeah. You know. Like on some level, like what the fuck more could I have asked from him? But yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That yeah, like I don't know. I think we're being extremely <laughs> transparent <laughs> about about these things and that, that that people are never transparent about. Um yeah. since we're talking about death. So um, there was another band I was in called Trepanation. Yeah. Parallel with. Right. Um, and the singer, Jeff Stockstill, affectionately known as Jeff Death, he, he passed away last year. Right. And one of the things that would happen all the time, because we were playing live a lot like in like 2005, 2006, 2007, a little bit. I think we broke up in 2007. But... Because in his, like, death metal voice, you know, because he would only, like, address the crowd in, like, death metal voice, right? You know, <laughs> we are 
trepidation from Dayton, Texas. This next song is <laughs> Hostel Pentecostal. Yeah. Oh man, I miss that guy so much. Um, but there's another song we had where we'd be like, "This next song is a tribute," and every time people would be like, "Dime, dime, get your pull, dime bag." <laughs> so this is how it would go. This is how it would go every fucking time. This next song is a tribute. Dime, dime, get your pool, dive, dime bag, woo! To John Ritter. <laughs> it is entitled Two's Company. <laughs> oh, well, yes. I miss you. I miss you, Jeff. I miss you so, I miss you so fucking much, man. Oh, oh God, brilliant. So good. Did, so didn't good. he also do the fucking spider thing? With you. That was Brandon. That was Brandon? Okay. <laughs> about like Cradle of Filth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah, what you're yeah. talking about? Okay, I always complete that. Ah! A spider! Yeah. I always think about that. Yeah, 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 man. Oh, yeah, like, shit. I had tickets to go see Mashuga in fucking Fort Worth in 2005, and no one could go, so I, like, called Brandon. Right. Right. It was, like, right after the fucking hurricane, and shit was a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, man, he and I just, he, we, we drove up, we drove up to Fort Worth, and... And just made all these like crazy jokes about like Cradle of Filth and and like we had like we we came with a whole bit about like Danny Filth going into Bath and Body Works or something a <laughs> botanical scrub or some shit I don't know I don't remember it was a good fucking time uh, so uh, yeah um, so I think that 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 wraps up our yeah. That's that's the bulk of the side projects there. So in regards to like <clears throat> Pantera in general, when I was thinking about it, um, so here, so here here's like a fun thing to do. That, um, so something I think is interesting is that. Like Cowboys from Hell, like the first three Pantera records are extremely interesting for the records that they are and when they came out. Because Cowboys from Hell, like, is it the first 90s metal record or is it the last 80s metal record? It, it totally straddles that line. You know? Yeah. Because in a sense, it shuts the lock on... on, on 80s heavy metal and it's like well if you hear if you hear if you if you listen to this you kind of don't need the rest of it it, it kind of takes everything that was good about 80s metal right but does it this way instead yeah yeah right and and then in a sense vulgar defined the sound of 90s metal mm-hmm. like the gold production standard yeah like vulgar defined that for sure um you could are the other album that people talk about is Burn My Eyes doing that as well, but that was two years afterwards. Um, and then I would argue that Far Beyond Driven defines like the boundaries of like vibe and content and subject matter. 
and whatnot. Like how far are we willing to go? Mm. How far can you go and still this still be metal or whatever? And I I w- I think there's an argument to say that Far Beyond Driven draws those lines because when you think about it, you know that album came out in early 1994, and and song and Phil's singing a song about like fucking, you know, like being abused. You know, yeah. Corn's out first album didn't come out until fall of 94. Yeah. You know, so when you think like so much of like, what's the lyrical content of new metal and what is that, you know, like that, you know, or, or Slipknot and like dark and grimy and shit, like, you know, you know, you think about like songs like Virus of Life or Scissors or what, okay, you're talking about cutting people up or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Like Phil's kind of already been there and done that, you know? Hmm. And, and so I think that, so yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of like that's my thesis, you know. I don't think as much as I love Trinco, I don't think it had the influence that the first three did, you know. Or the or I don't even know that Cowboys from Hell had a huge influence, but I think Vulgar and Far Beyond definitely. Yeah, I, I yeah I would wonder about Cowboy Cowboys influence. How do you uh, sound like that? <laughs> you know? it, I think it was much more just like a statement for Pantera themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like, here's what we're going to do. Right. And it was so incredibly fucking strong. Yeah. Because, yeah. How do you how do you try to sound like that? Right. Right. <laughs> it, that's the thing. Like, everyone was done sounding like that. They just said, here's, here's what we're going to perfect, <laughs> and now we're going to go forward. Here's the er version of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, And that's the thing, too, is like that album is so much – about like the chemistry and the performances and everything. Like no one can make that album except for Don, Benny, Phil and Rex, you know? Yeah. But maybe you can try to get that guitar tone that they got on Vulgar. And maybe you can try to get that, those drum, those drum tones. And, you know, uh, you can't get that. You know what I mean? You're fine. Get it. Get what they had on Cowboys. Well, they get a batter. Cause you're not, <laughs> you're not going to play like those dudes. Totally. Yeah. Um, not gonna write the weird songs that wrote there yeah for fucking real uh i i yeah oh okay so here's like a funny thing so if we had to like rank albums okay we're here at the end all right uh the end of this journey mr mr frodo here at the end of all things <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um so, so, okay, we're talking Pantera and side projects? What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. Now, I think there's a clear for us, I think there's a clear, like, tier one records, and then there's, like, tier two records. Okay, and okay. I think I think we know <laughs> where what falls. It's, it's really, like, tier one and then tier two dot dot in. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, but yes. <laughs> so, of the tier one records... Like how, how how do you think you would you would rank them? Of the of the tier, or like what would I put in the top tier? No, of the we know what's in the tier one. What of the, the tier one? The first four Pantera albums and down. Exactly is what we're talking about. Exactly. Here. Okay, good. We don't even need. We're gonna <laughs> exclude one hundred and one proof from this. Yeah, for like for as much as I love it and could almost consider it to be like the definitive one. Pantera thing. Exactly. I'll, I'll, you know. Right, yeah. Um, it because it, it it's 
it's it's its own thing. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna say exactly. It's probably my favorite. I, we've talked. About I think it. it's my favorite Pantera thing overall to listen to. Right? Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, um, those last two songs are so fucking good. <laughs> you're so right. <laughs> and then, and a part of me is like, God damn it! Why'd you have to be making all this stupid black metal and fucking grindcore, Phil? Could you just go fucking hang out in Dallas and make oh, a whole album of that shit? God damn it! <laughs> That's all right. We got that though. Okay, so of the first four Pantera albums and and, and down, right? Because so the the real interesting thing is like, where do you place down, mm, right? Yeah. yeah, you know. God, to compare them to those Pantera albums, that's really the thing, there, right, right? Right. And so, like, just what's your like your <clears throat> favorite? What do you enjoy listening to the most? Yeah, to to roll all that in, like, what do I like? Not not that it's the best, but like my favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah what do yeah. I what if do you, I want to go back to? Right. What if do you I, want? Start at the bottom. Man. I'll tell you what my bottom one is. Okay. It's vulgar. Okay. I think I'm right there with you for that one. I think I'm right there. I think I think vulgar, and then I think... Oh, it's really hard, uh, but I'm going to say Far Beyond Driven is next. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna say trend kill, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna say Nola, and then I'm gonna say Cowboys from Hell. So, you, so for you, it's Cowboys from Hell, Nola, yeah, trend kill, yeah, um, trend kill, and Far Beyond are they interchangeable right there? I see Far Beyond and uh, Vulgar, yeah, and then and Vulgar at the bottom. Yep, that's that's gonna be it for for off the cuff. Gotcha. I think for me, especially this time around. Okay, we're going back this time around. The one that I list, enjoyed listening to the most was Far Beyond Driven. I think Far Beyond Driven is objectively their best record. Um, or Cowboys from Hell. I think those two are... Those are fighting for the top spot? It's ah, hard. Um... I think that... I mean, yeah. <laughs> so so there's a there's a cluster... Right there, you know, um, but I I, th- I think I think I think Far Beyond Driven and Cowboys are objectively their best records. Um, I'm gonna always put Trend Kill up towards the top because it's not their best record, but it was a statement, and it's always gonna be one of my personal favorites. Um, but I think for me, it's probably. Right now, it, it hurts me to even say like Trend Kill isn't the first one, just because that's what that's what I would have said my entire life. Um, but now, yeah, the way things are now. Like going back, what did I enjoy <clears throat> listening to the most? I think it's, I think it's Far Beyond Driven. I'm gonna fuck it. I'm gonna say Far Beyond Driven. Nola. Okay. Cowboys from Hell. Okay. Trend Kill. And that's all real close. Sure. Like, these are th- these five albums are the like Yeah. You can't fuck with any of this. Yeah, like we're we're, <laughs> we're talking like a hundred or we're talking like ninety-nine, you know, ninety-eight point nine, ninety-eight point seven, <clears throat> you know, da, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. All the all the radio stations. Right there. And <laughs> the whole FM frequency really. Right. And then and then 
so all of those albums are just like A plus 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 to me, and then Vulgar is like a maybe a an A minus <laughs> or a B plus. You know, it's it's the only one that's like separated from the pack for me. Yeah. Even though, like we've talked about, it has like some of Pantera's best songs on it, right? Or whatever. Just the album as a whole, I didn't enjoy listening to it's it. It's just the one to yeah. It's the one to me where I can point it. I can just very clearly point at things and go, I just don't really, I'm not yeah, really digging this. That. Yeah. yeah. Skip yeah. that. Skip that. You know what I mean? Whereas I didn't feel, I, I ain't skipping fucking anything on those, on those other four. It hurt me to pick one to throw away on far beyond driven, you know, and something, I, cause our whole like essential tracks, trash tracks <clears throat> bit that we did on far beyond driven. And I, I realized some, I don't think I articulated it super well at the time. The reason I included good friends in there because if I like a whole album, I, I, I don't want to take away a track. Like I, I, if each song is sort of a data point, and I like the whole album, I don't want to take away a track that I feel like was going to skew the average. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Good Friends and a Bottle and Pills is an extreme track on that album and it's fucking weird and nuts uh-huh. and if you take that away it changes what the what the median song on the album is like it weights heavily on that average for, yes. for that album yeah yes because yeah, yeah. it's so so it's like oh you can't take that one away you have to take away one of these that's already near the middle right right and gotcha. so that's how i feel on albums that i love already as a whole you know on like a damage plan album i'm like well, these are the five songs I like. <laughs> sure. So. Sure. Okay. So that that that's tier one. Uh like spe- special mention to one hundred and one proof. Let's just special mention to one hundred and one proof. Yeah. yeah. And then so I guess like when I'm talking about like the rest. Uh huh. This is where this is like really interesting. Um. So. What would you rather listen to? Reinventing the steel, <laughs> down to. Or damage plan. Down to. I agree. Same. It's it's the most interesting thing in there. Same. I'm gonna say. Next. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we have damage plan and oh, reinvention. No. This no. Do I have to do this? I hate this. So so you gotta you gotta. <laughs> Reinventing the steel. Yeah. Maybe if I sat and listened to this album a few more times, I would have more interesting takeaways from it. But as it stands, I think there's probably more interesting stuff going on on reinventing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of where I see that. The only reason. Yeah. Like it's so it's so funny because it's like, which of these am I going to enjoy? That's funny because the songs that I love on this, I love way more than the songs Anything that I love on reinventing. But if it was like, all right, you can, one of these, you can, if you frame the question in a certain way, one of these, you can never listen to again. I'd be like, okay, that's a different question. Yeah. yeah right. It'd be sure. like, okay, I need to hold on to reinventing just for, maybe I'll get it one day. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so I'm the opposite then. Because I'm like, I have heard reinventing. I know what there is there. For, yeah. I, there's nothing there for <laughs> me anymore. Like, there's nothing but There car. could be. This is this is at least possibility. Oh, that's funny. Whereas reinventing, I've squeezed all of the, the couple drops of, of whiskey and blood out of that stone. Right. But it's interesting that they're that they're that, that they're, they're kind of right there, yeah. Right, that's yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't really comment on the rest of Down stuff because I just haven't spent enough time with it, like Down Three or the EPs they've done. So right, asterisk on those. Um, the only Hell Yeah record that I completely listened to was the Undeniable one. That's the only mm-hmm. one I bought. Um, do you know if that was like their second or third? No, it was like their fourth or some okay. shit. It was okay. it was it was deep into it's three of the songs that I put on that playlist are from that one. Okay. Yeah, I saw the yeah, the album was like the background for one of the videos. Yeah. Um X. Yeah. So And then I think you got like you got like Phil's projects and then you got hell yeah, sort of Again, like if I could just take those those Mudvayne ballads, Mudvayne <laughs> Mudvayne ballads with Vinny on drums, just give me all those, make a whole album of those. I'd probably put that. I'd I'd rather listen to that than Reinvent the Steel probably, but but if I gotta wait through this drink drink drunk shit, <laughs> <laughs> you know, man, uh, you can keep it. <laughs> yeah, maybe just call it something else. I don't know. So. Like the uh, the the album and the band and the song all being named Hell Yeah, it's just like when you hear a word too many times and it kind of just loses meaning. It's kind of, already kind of what a dumb word. You it's know? already not a word. <laughs> it's two words. Yeah, trying to yeah. type these notes into my phone and having it autocorrect back to two words every time. I'm like, God damn it! You don't understand. I just yeah, had to copy yeah, and paste yeah. it after a while. Yeah, man. But fucking. <laughs> this is our new. <laughs> this is new. New song, <laughs> new song by the band Hell Yeah off of their upcoming album Damn Straight. This song's called Fucking A. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. So. Oh. Yep. All right. I, I, I think that's it. I think that's probably going to do it. All right, man. That's the last of our 17-part series on Pantera. <laughs> uh, part 18 coming at you next week. Coming at you? <laughs> Coming at you. There Coming you at you. That's what it was. I'll get you hell yeah. So, okay, we'll talk about that next time. Yeah. All right. Okay. Good to go. Okay, are you sure? Are you sure we're good to go? <laughs> hell yeah. Cue the music.